<laughs> Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto at Club 605. <laughs> you okay over there? I can't get comfortable. For the last time in 2013, I'm your podcaster, John, and this is Live at 605. <laughs> this is the season three finale, and it is also the last episode of 2013, Ooh. and... It's only right that I bring back everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> I don't know if we can call you a guest if we just call you co-host. You're uh, just a co-host. I'm not, no, until my picture makes it on that cover. <laughs> I am just a guest star. Well, it is everyone's favorite award winner, Valerie Gomez. Yeah, what up? How you doing this weekend? I'm so tired right now. <laughs> we are definitely very, very tired. I think we've gone off this week with a bang. Yeah, we'll... Uh, we'll talk about what we did this weekend, and then this is basically a best of podcast mm-hmm. episode, best of music, best of movies, best totally. of podcasts, best of everything. Mm-hmm. My favorite time part of this time of the year is looking at all the best of lists. Yeah, it's such a great thing. So we might as well do the only one that matters and do the uh, live 605 best of. Obviously. But before we do that, I'll let you give it all the contact <laughs> info. <laughs> um, you know what, though? I feel like the contact info has been helping, you know be an asset to your numbers, right? That's the sponsorship we'll talk about so after. So basically, if you want to get in contact with John, you can hit him up on Facebook at Live at 605, and then you can see the other avenues to get in contact with him, such as Twitter, Malencamp. You can get in contact with him on Instagram or see what he's up to on Instagram. Uh, so it's Malencamp again, I think, on there. And yep. then on Vine, it's Johnny D. Malincamp. Nope, Malencamp. <laughs> you think I'd know this by now? Um, it's okay. I've led you astray. No. <laughs> Perfect. That, and uh, live at 605 at gmail.com to hit us up. And for those of you who don't have iTunes, uh, www.live605.podomatic.com. Mm-hmm. You can hit the PayPal button and <laughs> support the podcast. <laughs> or not. Just tell a friend. That works just as well. So that's all the ways to get in contact with me. Mm-hmm. Do you want to pump your Instagram? Do uh, you want to get yeah. over? Yeah, you, your Instagram kills my Instagram. Only because, and this is where you and I differ. Like, I'm like, I don't need people to follow me for whatever reason, but somehow I always surpass you in followers. For sure. Right? But I'm like, I'm also an elitist on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter where I add nobody. Yeah. People just add me. For which sure. Which I'm like, okay, I like to keep this up. So. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's Val. I don't even know what my Instagram <laughs> name is. It's Val Gomez. Val Gomez, probably. With a Z23. Well, if you follow me on Instagram at Malencamp, you can find Val in my followers. Yep. As I only have like 40 or something. So she'll be easy to find that <laughs> way. And, well, you might want to follow us on Instagram because we took a series of crazy pictures this past weekend. My gosh. But before we do that, let's get into the sponsorship of the show. And so this week's episode of the season finale of Live at 605 is brought to you by 10,000 Downloads. So it's a very proud moment for us here at the uh, Humble Club 605 Studios. Mm -hmm. We have 10,000 reasons to be humble. 10,000 reasons to be humble. So we just want to thank everyone who helped us get to 10,000 downloads of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Which in less than 12 months, yeah. in under 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. No marketing. No marketing in over 40 countries. You guys have downloaded, mm-hmm. told people, yeah. 
and just supported the podcast. How's that PayPal account going? PayPal account is still at zero dollars. So clearly, we are not doing any advertising. We're not doing any advertising. (laughs) The most advertising is just me on Facebook or you on the subway, like showing like you're listening to the podcast on your iPod. (laughs) Stealth marketing on different modes of transport. Yeah, but I think it's pretty cool because I think I was telling you about the idea of doing a podcast Mm. around this time last year in December. Being like, yeah, in the new year, I want to just do a podcast. Why not? We'll see what happens. My reaction is, what is this lofty podcast you mm-hmm. speak of? <laughs> I think that's what most people, when I told them, like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. Because, like, there's a few of us, like, who are, like, dedicated podcast listeners. Like, i listen, been listening to podcasts forever. Mm-hmm. Friends like Jason do. But, like, a lot of people just don't listen to podcasts no. for whatever reason. Or if they do, they just listen to, like, one or two. One or two. But uh, it's been pretty crazy that... Uh, do you remember how... Like when we were thinking of names and stuff like that for the podcast, you remember where we were? I don't remember where we were, but I remember you came up with the name of the Live at 605 podcast Mm -hmm. where maybe you can refresh my memory. John and I went walking to the St. Lawrence Market because oh, I wanted to yeah. buy mussels. Yes, and they were they were closed that day, <laughs> they weren't were they? Closed that day, yes. but we were starving when yes. we got down there. So we went to I think it's Piccadilly's, mm-hmm. um, which is a restaurant. Such that good has, grilled cheese. They have such good grilled cheese that John loves to have, and mm-hmm. so we were just trying to think of names. And I remember we were like. We were thinking about other production companies or, like, distributors who had really, like, bad robot, yeah. whatever. And we are like, do we want to be literal about it? Do we want to be something, like, super niche that is, like, just very, exp- um, whatchamacallit, suggestive of, like, a comedy podcast? Yeah. Or, you know, do we just keep it super generic? And then we were just, like, we always say Club 605. Yeah, that's so. what we, we call this. And I think the only name I was going to give, and I'm glad I didn't do it. I think I was maybe going to call it, like, was it worth the hassle or something? Because that was just kind of, like, my, my right. funny philosophy yeah. that I always had about, you know, and that's what it turned into a segment mm-hmm. is, was it worth the hassle? Should you do something or not? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, no one's going to know that. And then you're just like, well, how about live at 605? Yeah. We call it Club 605. We'll be recording it at Club 605. Yeah. It's catchy. It rhymes. Yeah. We can do, like, you did some great graphics, put my picture on it, and there you go. We're ready to go. And I like it, too, because you know something's cool when people always give, like, a short-form nickname. So call it Live 605 or just call it 605. Yeah. Like, oh, I, people are always like, 605, 605, I love 605. <laughs> so it's it's cool. Yeah, I remember we recorded the very first episode in, like, February. Mm-hmm. And I think we were going to, like, Ottawa for a hockey game. And, like, the week that we put it out, we played oh, it for yeah. my, my dad for the first time and my sister because they didn't know what a podcast yeah. was. We were living, sitting in my parents' living room mm-hmm. on my iPhone mm-hmm. with the speaker going, just like listening to like our very first episode. Yeah. I remember my like dad being like, oh, this is so cool. He's like, I never knew what a podcast was. And then we tell our friends and yeah. the friends tell another friend. And somehow people, we make friends in Singapore with the Tomboy Tarts. Mm-hmm. Who will we'll be doing an episode with them in the new year? Yeah, we have friends in like England, friends in England, family in Boston, Boston, and strangers in San Jose, San Jose. There's all the great countries that don't even speak English as a first language, mm-hmm. like Afghanistan or Africa, or you know, Africa, the country. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> like uh, I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, be like saying they don't speak English in North America. Whatever. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. You, you should know better, though. Where's my family from? They are from Nairobi. What country is that in? That is from Nigeria. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Racist. I, I know this. From Goa. <laughs> That's not in Africa. 
<laughs> I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I'll give you one more guess. Your, Nairobi is the capital bro- of what? Nairo- your brother was born in Nairobi. Yes. Kenya. I was just playing you just to see where we, how far we could take this crazy dance. Yeah, right. You're I'm... all the way down to crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about what's been going on in the last 48 hours, and then you'll you understand. You go, like, the last, like, I don't even know. <laughs> two weeks? Yeah, 48 hours. You Four. could go, like, straight up 52 hours. 52 hours. Yeah. So, either way, thanks to everyone for downloading the podcast. I can't believe an independent podcast like this got 10,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. And it's cool when what? I just thought about it. Okay, so we must be tired. I was like, you know how you're like, oh, what we've we been doing in the past forty-eight hours, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, don't even. What have you been doing in the past fifty-two hours? <laughs> I only put on four extra I know. hours as opposed to four extra days, guys. I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, so. If you guys help hit the PayPal button, maybe we can hire an intern to buy us uh, some Red Bull, buy us some Red Bull or something <laughs> like that. But Ooh, maybe the Korean Red Bull sponsor can be season one if your dad hooks us up. Yeah, shout out to Pops Malin, who is going to hook us up with some Korean Red Bull. He'll be the Korean Red Bull pusher. Exactly. So uh, that's it. Thanks to every single person out there who's downloaded. Thanks to everyone in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Green Bay, mm-hmm. Tampa, L.A., everywhere. Uh, Netherlands, England, China goes ham for this podcast. Every single <laughs> every single day, China gets at least two or three downloads every okay. single day. We need to figure out how to get into like some country that we haven't been to yet. And we definitely have yeah. to – I think next season will – next two seasons probably, there's some big trips in the works for us too. Yeah. So definitely some new locations we're going to be visiting. Sponsored yeah. Boys Town Brew is back. Boys Town Brew, we've gotten the band back together. We recently reunited in a bar. Yes. The Boys Town Brew crew <laughs> got drunk and watched Space Hog. So let's talk about this crazy week and then <laughs> talk about note. best of. Yeah. So this week's finale is sponsored by the 10,000 downloads that you guys have helped keep this podcast going. Because if it wasn't for the downloads, this would have been done after season one. And so we're going to keep going. We're going to take maybe two or three week break. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in the new year sometime in January. Mm-hmm. Check Facebook to see a new cover art picture taken and designed by the award winner herself to find out the exact date when we'll be back so and if you guys have ideas for new episodes for the new seasons email tweet facebook Mm -hmm. us that's that's about all i got for that (laughs) so you can tell my voice is a little raspy yep let's see let's start with what we haven't really even seen each other since tuesday maybe yeah technically well like in sobriety or just Just in in general Both. Both. So you, luckily, what happened this week that you finally finished? Oh, my God, guys. I feel like everyone's lived through this Mm -hmm. with me just by the sheer nature of how many people reached out to me after my final exam was done for my bullshit course I was in. Mm -hmm. So um, straight up, I took Tuesday off to study and read like nine chapters worth of HR, (laughs) right? Human uh, organ. (laughs) What is it? Organizational behavior and interpersonal skills. Okay. And I've written my LSAT. I've written my GMAT. This test somehow was longer and more difficult than both of those combined. Right. Um, and I did fairly well on the other. So yeah, you did I awesome. I don't understand what went wrong here. But it was just like um, a ton of reading and a ton of writing. And in our industry, you and I barely write with mm-hmm. pens 
longer than 20 minute intervals for sure i had to write an eight page essay with a pen for two and a half hours jesus that's <laughs> right? insane was it's it like minimum eight pages or like has to be eight pages or maximum minimum was six and a half pages max was eight okay which is pretty stringent but um either way this is like written out hand written oh. out handwritten and it was like Shitty. a four page case study I developed like a friggin' claw yeah. at the end of it. My hand still feels slightly cramped, mm-hmm. right, from writing so much. And I was just like, you know, when you're just done and you're like, <laughs> F this, right? Yeah. I was just like, there, you could see this huge clock going off on the board. He mm-hmm. put like an online countdown. Oh, that's and so it was like really crazy. stressful. Yeah, stressful. So it was like 30 seconds left. And then I was like, F this, I'm over this stupid class. Mm. And so I like literally was just like, I don't care about checking anything. So what am I going to check in 30 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, make sure my name was spelled correctly. And I like marched up to him. I'm like, thanks. And <laughs> passed off my friggin' blue book and my Scantron card. I was like, I'm over this stupid class. And then I literally felt so relieved. Like I've never yeah. felt better as For soon sure. as I ended this class in particular. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're glad you're done. Congratulations. I came home and made some pierogies, there victory you, food. You've been trying to make pierogies for the last five or six months, and yep. I've been uh, anti pierogies. So, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get me some cheese and potatoes. There you go. <laughs> right? so that was Wednesday, right? That was, yeah. Yeah. So, while you were writing your exam and everything, mm-hmm. I decided to meet up with the Boys Town Brew crew. Right. Of me, Sean Puff Batty, and 007 Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. And we went uh, to go see Space Hog, a band from the 90s. They had that one song called In the Meantime. Yeah. That goes. This is the worst song. I cannot even believe you paid 25 bucks to go see them. Yeah. Well, Dan said, he's like, I got an extra ticket on Monday. Do you want to go? I didn't respond quick enough. So he's like, Sean's going to go. But he's like, if you want, we can get tickets at the door. So I was like, Sure, we haven't all hung out together in a while. Mm-hmm. Why not? So we got together, and uh, it was at Lee's Palace, which is a pretty small, cool uh, concert slash bar in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, let's get some food and get some drinks beforehand, because if I'm going to see Space Hog, you I got to be licked. Got to okay. get uh, lit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went and just had some drinks and kind of caught up with everybody, and we did, you know, just typical guy stuff. Talk some sports. Mm-hmm. Talked about burping mm-hmm. and talked about music and all that kind of good stuff. Not about tea biscuits and rodeos. Well, if you want to tell the listeners no, what no, a tea biscuit or rodeo Guys, is, no. I had the previous Saturday, all the boys came over to our house <laughs> and we proceeded to just talk smack well, and jam and then talk yeah. more smack. And you, they decided to enlighten me on... What goes on in the teenage male's brain in terms of... Not necessarily just a teenage male brain. As Girls we were all, don't know this stuff. This is true. Well, I was going to say, mm-hmm. the one thing I like about the podcast I've done with Sean and Dan, The mm-hmm. Concert Chaos Part 1 and 2, mm-hmm. is that really kind of captures the essence of a guy's night, mm-hmm. where we were just drinking, like kind of making fun of each other and just talking whatever. Mm-hmm. So you got like first-hand experience. Yeah. It was you, me, Sean, Zeeshan, yeah. and Alfonso from... <laughs> From the Party Podcast. Yeah. And we were going to go see one of your friends perform. Matt Bandenheel. I feel like I we spoke we talked, much about we this, about. yeah. Either way, we were all on the balcony drinking, smoking cigars. And mm-hmm. when you're drinking, smoking cigars, you just start talking shit. And then <laughs> you, we just went off the rails. And you know there's always like those crazy like sex positions that people just make up. I know nothing. We know nothing. So we're like, <laughs> you know what the tea biscuit is. You know what a rodeo is. Do you know what a... 
pig roast, all these things. It's so gross. Spent like 40 minutes explaining all these things to you. (laughs) But uh, off topic, speaking of, uh, uh, this was a bad segue, pig roast, space hog, hog, pig, somewhat. Kevin Bacon, I saw how you went there. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, we uh, had some drinks, then we went to go see Space Hog, mm-hmm. and Space Hog was okay. They were good mm-hmm. for what they were. I was never a huge fan, mm-hmm. but there was a there was just a lot of drunk old people at this show. Probably like people like this. We were standing next to some really drunk people, you know, like you suck or this kind of stuff. <laughs> was it Sean? No, <laughs> we just kind of stood there and bobbed our head. And uh, the crazy thing was, I only had like. Four or five beers that night. Mm-hmm. Woke up the next day and I didn't feel good. I wasn't like hung over to the point where I was gonna have to be in bed all day. Mm-hmm. Still got up at eight. Still walked into work. Did all this stuff, but I would just definitely wasn't feeling well. Yeah. But here is my, I guess my last John's life tip. Life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. Go. If you're hungover in the wintertime, a good cure that I do and did, mm-hmm. especially this day, was I walked to work and I walked 45 minutes in the freezing cold, just out in beautiful nature. And the 45 minutes of me freezing my ass off yeah. made me forget how much my head hurt because <laughs> I was so cold that it kind of... Got rid of the hangover, <laughs> and then I got to go to work and sit in a dark edit bay by myself all day and drink like Dr. Pepper. So, so your life tip is really just disguise your one pain for another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that was – I'm not going to explain anymore because I'm too tired, so that's my life tip. <laughs> La- La- life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. I chose the other route and just went into work hungover. Mm. So then that was my Wednesday night, your Thursday night. My Thursday night was my company's work party. Yeah. And so every year, like, and I think we've said this on previous podcasts where people in the media they can put back their alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Like our industry are like complete lushes and work hard play hard work hard play extremely hard mm-hmm. and it's always funny because we always have like a live band we were great uh lester and i can't remember what his like other band's name is but okay this, um dude this friend of mine lester's great musician great lead man and our friend debbie actually orchestrates the whole event for us and gets all these food stations and like they had two bars going and Last year, we ran out of booze in 45 minutes. Was this a Club 605 party running out of booze? Pretty much. And so this year, it was just like crazy amount of alcohol. We started drinking like tequila and Zambuca in our department at about 3.30 and down an entire bottle of tequila before 4.30. And there was only six of us. Um, So it was crazy. And then just like mixing everything. I stopped drinking. The last thing I did was a shot of Jameson, Ooh. right? And I stopped drinking at like 11 because I was like, I've hit a wall. Yeah. It's over. I can be. I can go home now and still like remember what the hell's going on. So I came home. Yeah. I thought I was okay. Yeah. Right? I felt like I've been way more collected. I can, I've... Yeah. I can always tell as you can tell if yeah. me when someone's like, when you're definitely drunk or pretty yeah. tipsy, you came home. I, I like, seemed okay. Oh, first one, I'm like, oh, it was like 11.30. I'm like, oh, you seem like you came home earlier than yeah. I thought you were. And you came and we hung out and 
usually I can definitely tell because you'll have just like a sly smile <laughs> on your face. <laughs> like you're like, hoo-hoo, I just got into some mischief. But yeah. I was like, oh, you seem fine to me. And then we hung out, watched TV and totally. went to bed. And then I woke up and it was like the point where I like took a shower, went into work, basically the same time I usually go into almost. And you know that feeling where you're just not sure the alcohol's out of your system yeah. at all and you start like burping wine <laughs> yeah. and stuff? I had till about 2 p.m. like white wine burps like Pinot Grigio oh. on the tongue. And I was like, this is disgusting. So what did you do to follow up your Thursday night party on Friday? Oh, so we went even harder Friday night because there was an open bar at your company work party. So we had another work party <laughs> hosted at uh, Steam Whistle Brewery. Yes. And it was an open bar. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was also kind of felt like a reunion of sorts because it was cool that... You got to bring like plus one. Yeah. Ferris brought, got to bring. We got plus to bring one. Sean. We, yeah. Uh, Ferris was there. Maddie. Lori. Lori. Everyone. Everybody. Everybody was there, and then there's a lot of people who you used to work with who was there. Mm-hmm. They also had everyone from like CTV was yeah. there. So I randomly also saw two people I work with there. So it was like I felt like we were all trying to poach yeah. some talent. But so. this, yeah, this was like a true crazy ass party where just open bar. Everyone was double fisting. Every time anyone went to the bathroom, they came back with like six drinks for our table. Yeah. And we just kept going. And it was like, instead of doing like just like a vodka crayon, Mm -hmm. the girls and all were drinking like triple shots of vodka and crayon. Yeah. So it was just like, it got, it It, got hilarious. No, it was was a lot of fun. (laughs) Like you were like requesting ASAP Rocky and the DJ would play that and we'd go dance on the dance floor. We, uh. Um, I got to see for one of my favorite shows, which I don't know if it'll make the list of top shows. It's not mine. <laughs> one Girl, Five Gays. Yeah. I love it to death. It's just very entertaining <laughs> and you learn a lot and it makes you laugh and it you makes you think. You can't see my face. I'm shaking my head right now. Either way, there's a lot of guys from the show yeah. at the party. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to go talk to them. But I was like, oh, still nervous because you're just like, you don't want to be the guy who goes up and be like, I'm a huge fan of yours or whatever. They probably like it knowing that it's called One Girl, Five Gays. This is true. <laughs> so either way, at like last call, like right before we're getting ready to leave Steam Whistle, because there's a lot more than just being at Steam Whistle that night. Mm-hmm. I was at the bar and like people were getting ready to leave. So it's just me and I'm waiting for a couple of drinks. And I look to my left and I see one of the guys from the show. Mm-hmm. If anyone watches, it's Ian Lynch. He's like mm-hmm. one of the fan favorites. Yeah. He's actually your He's favorite. He's actually my favorite. You like him. Yeah. And so I look at him and I'm just standing there waiting for a drink. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say hi to this guy. And so I like turn, uh, turn to You're him. You're so cute. Yeah. You're like blushing right I'm now. I'm so excited. I'm like, like, hey, I don't mean to bug you, but I'm like a huge fan of the show <laughs> and I really like you. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, thank you. It's so nice. Like he couldn't have been nicer like we chatted for like maybe 10 minutes yeah well you realize you are his one fan <laughs> and like... but then i was just like oh i really like the episode where you went home and we got to see like your family he's like oh you are a fan I'm like yeah you know like you're on much music you do this stuff and he's like oh wow thank you and then he's like he's like what's your first and last name i was like john mallon <laughs> he's like oh, he's like shaking my hand all this and that mm-hmm. and Although he definitely had probably a little too much to drink because they had stopped serving him at that point. <laughs> but I was like, do you want one of my beers? Because you're I'm like a big fan. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm good. That's hilarious. And then we took a picture. It didn't quite turn out. It was pretty mm-hmm. dark, but maybe I'll post it. Mm-hmm. Although I still have to post your Korean Red Bull picture. Oh, my God. We'll just post a bunch of pictures. So the we got to that party like what, around 8.30 or something. Stay till midnight. Midnight or, or like twelve thirty. Because my point is, I'm like, why are we gonna leave a place that's open, open bar, bar to go to a place where we're gonna have to pay for booze? Like, I only brought twenty bucks with me la- yeah. on Friday night, and somehow I still came back with like eight. 
So the good thing was after that, we went to Andy Pool Hall because our friend Dahlia, DJ Dahlia, was DJing there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all took a cab, packed up, went there, and I was already pretty annihilated at this point. Yeah, you were tossed. I was tossed. I remember we were all like going, uh, getting ready to buy drinks. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, oh, okay, I'll get you a drink. And you mm-hmm. guys are all buying drinks. I'm like, okay, I'll just go run to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Go to the washroom, come back out. Everybody was gone. Yeah. I guess if I wanted to really find you, I could have just done a lap yeah, around the bar. The small bar that was like, it was a circle. <laughs> but I was like, ah, I lost you guys. But then I was like, I saw Dahlia, our friend. So she was DJing. She had another awesome DJ with her. I forget his name, but he was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to them and then I finally found Maddie. Yeah. And she was like, came out. And so we just like started dancing on the dance floor. Right. We danced for like four or five songs. And then you finally, I think, I. I came back. So you came, we started dancing, Mm -hmm. and um, I had a few more drinks, and then we made friends with some other people who wanted to take our picture. Yeah. I don't know why. We were, like, so not the most narcissistic people, but I'm like, I love that other people volunteer to take our pictures. (laughs) And then you guys left again, and I was left with this, like, one new guy who has, Mm -hmm. he's like, where's the after party? Like, bro, this is the after party. (laughs) And then We've been drinking for so long. I was like, and then I think I took a cue out of, like, Ian Lynch's books. I'm like, what's your first and last name, Aww. kid? And he's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. He's like, it's my birthday. I was like, what? And I was like, what do you do? He's like, he said something about like manual labor. I was like, oh, well, I'm a producer. He's like, no way. He's like, that was my second choice in life. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean made a joke about that afterwards. Really? Yeah. So I was like, and I'm like, how old are you? He's like, 24. He's like, how old are you? He's like, are you 27? I was like, yes. You know, no, you're not. I'm 28. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to buy you a shot. And then the bartender's like, we're closing. I know. We got, like, kicked out of the bar. Got kicked out of the bar. But we definitely, oh, there was so much. Because my thing was at that point when we got to Andy Pool Hall, mm-hmm. I got my second win by the time we got there. And mm-hmm. I was just like, well, if we're going to go, I might as well go hard. And I just danced up yeah. the storm. And then it took us, like, 20 minutes to get a cab outside. Which is crazy, though. Like, you know how we've always started each podcast as beautiful, downtown Toronto. Yeah. This has now changed to freezing my ass off, off in downtown, downtown Toronto. Toronto. Like, definitely know it's colder in probably, like, Winnipeg, Ottawa, maybe mm. even, like, New York, Boston and yeah. stuff. But it definitely has not been this cold. T- yesterday was, like, freaking snowstorm from hell. <sighs> so, yeah, just standing on a street corner waiting for a damn cab to come by, it felt like everyone was ignoring us. Probably because we were all yelling out obscenities on the street. Oh, yeah. We were just being jerks. Jerks. <laughs> and then the, my last uh, funny moment from that night was you, me, and Sean were riding back. Mm-hmm. And we're like, just, he's like, oh, he's like, I don't know if I should go home or whatever. He like, wanted oh. big slice. He wanted big slice. I yeah. was like, look, we like, got pizza, pizza we're back 21 home. and in school. Like, exactly. Oh, I forgot we did want to go to big slice. Yeah. I, at that point, I was like, I got to go home. Yeah. So I was like, come back to our place. We got pizza, pizza, and we're going to watch Community. Like, best day ever. Yeah, and I'm like, and just stay on it, like, just sleep on our couch or whatever. Yeah. But I think he's like, oh, you know, I just want to go home. And But either way, we convinced him to come over. Yeah, and he still came into our lobby. So he comes into our lobby. Mm-hmm. You get the elevator. You step into the elevator. <laughs> then Sean's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go home. <laughs> and just as he says that, the door closes on you. And I was like, where are you going? And so you, we lost you in the elevator, and you went upstairs. <laughs> And then I didn't want to look like as a stranger loitering in our buildings. I had to look crafty near the elevator because I don't have keys to get into our yeah. apartment. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to think I'm robbing the place. That's why you bring keys. And then ah. either way, I said goodbye to Sean. We came up, ate mm-hmm. pizza, watched Community. Yeah. And I don't know. We got home at like 3 or something in that night. And surprisingly, Christmas miracle, I felt pretty good the next day. Yeah. As did you. 
Yeah, like I definitely didn't feel like today I feel tired as shit. Yeah. But um no, I don't think I felt like anything. Like we woke up pretty decent hour. Yeah. And then we just like did when, some stuff and then we went out again. So yeah, we'll briefly again sum up last night because we <laughs> still have to, it's a half hour and we gotta get to the, the yeah. list. But <laughs> this is the problem when John and I don't talk during the week. Exactly. <laughs> so we had how many parties last night? We had four, but we only managed to go to three. So coming off of Space Talk, coming off of your exam, coming off of your work party, coming off of my work party. <laughs> we then had three more four more parties. Yeah. <laughs> so we made it out to our friend Matt's party, mm-hmm. which was luckily just f- 14 floor, 12 floors above us. Yes. So the one thing, though, um, our friend Matt, please note, his show, Freeloading, premieres on Byte, which is one of our channels, January 26th. Check oh, it out. You know what? That would be a great sponsor for the podcast if they want to, if you guys want to send us some money. Oh. Yeah, but no, it it's, looks like a really cool show. I've mm-hmm. seen the promo for it. So check out them on Facebook, Freeloading. Yeah. Freeloading, it's kind of like the soup meets ridiculousness. Yeah. And then, like, Tosh.0. Oh, yeah, so it's really funny, mm-hmm. and it looks really cool. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Went to his place for a maybe holiday, holiday uh, party. It was an hour, hour or so. An hour, ate some gummies, had a cocktail. And then we... <laughs> came back to the apartment came, to pick up a bunch of stuff to take. A bunch of the stuff. So then we... Uh, Went up to go meet our friends Z and Tammy. Yes. Who you will maybe remember Tammy from the party podcast where she just yelled, podcast, podcast, or whatever. (laughs) She was yelling something. So they're the best. So we went over to their house because they cooked us a lovely dinner. It was so good. It was so good. And we just hadn't hung out at their place yet. We hadn't seen their new place. We went up there Mm -hmm. and stayed there till about midnight. Yeah. And then we went to the next house party, our friend Kate. Kate. From also Party Podcast. Also from last week's podcast, Who You Wouldn't Let Me Text About Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. No, but we did plug for Style Collective. Yes. Check her channel Check out. Check her channel out. On YouTube. And so we went to her Christmas party, stayed there till two. Two, yeah. Right? And then we were like, oh my God, we cannot go to the last party. Well, just, for, yeah, because it was already two in the morning. I'm like, two. we don't want to go wake up your last friend. She was probably sleeping at this point. Yeah, because it definitely felt like Kate was shutting down her party probably at one. And we're like, hey guys, we're here. So... Then we got home at like three. Three, and then what did we decide to do instead of going to bed? Let's watch Sons of Anarchy <laughs> season until, finale until about four fifteen. Yes. And then we talked about that, and then went to bed at four thirty, and you went to bed at like five. Five. <laughs> and now we are podcasting. Yep. But that's what the end of the year is all about. Yeah, burnout. This burnout, and then <laughs> what do we have coming up this week? Yeah, my birthday. Your birthday is on Friday, so we're having mm-hmm. a big blowout party. Mm-hmm. There may or may not be a party podcast. We'll see. It depends how everyone's feeling. Yeah. And then we have that. We have your family birthday. We're going to celebrate your birthday with your folks. Mm-hmm. We have Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar the day after that. Great concert. Great concert. Then we got Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then we got New Year's, and then we'll be back to podcast. Yep. So, speaking of end of the year, mm-hmm. should we get into like our top? Yeah, let's do everything? it. This is a good segue. This is a good segue. So, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about this week. So, mm-hmm. I have um, my top ten lists of like favorite albums, favorite songs, because uh, we're mostly in the music. Yeah. I have like just a couple favorite movies, a couple of movies I didn't like because we're not as big in the movies. For sure. So we are. Correction. We are into good movies. Good movies, right? yeah. We're not into shitbox movies. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I figure we'll save favorite albums for last. Okay. And then let's start with something fun. Let's, talk, let's start with top 10 songs of the year. Okay. So I made a list. Um, we can go off it. Yeah, you yeah. have your favorite go songs. To, go for it. Okay. So I want to start with my favorite songs. I'm going to start in order from 
uh, 10 down to 1, 1 being my favorite song of the year. Okay. Okay, so you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so my number 10 favorite song of the year goes to The Chain Gang of 1974 with Sleepwalking. Nice. Sleepwalking's their new song. Uh, They have a new album coming out next year. It's called Daydream Forever. Okay. And this song's really cool. It actually was featured on the Grand Theft Auto 5 trailer. Okay. So if anyone has seen the trailer for that uh, video game, which most of you guys have, Mm -hmm. his song is actually playing in that trailer. Nice. And we're big fans of The Chain Gang. Love it. We're excited for his new album next year. And this song only came out maybe three or four months ago, but I really love it so much. Okay. Uh, do you want me to keep going? Yeah. If you want to chime in with your songs or whatever. I'll, I'm going to go right now and say if I can test. Okay. And go for it. Okay. So that's number 10. Mm-hmm. Number nine was a tough one. So Daft Punk. I had to put Daft Punk in there. Yeah. The question was what... Uh, which, which song? Which song of yeah. Daft Punk? Do I go with Get Lucky, which was one of my favorite songs? Which is just Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. But what I went with was, I think, maybe people's least favorite song on the album. Go. Which actually was my favorite. It's the talking one? Uh, Fragments of Time. Not the talking oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's one where it sounds like like a 70s soft rock. It sounds like Hollow Notes almost. Yes. And it's got the guy who sings on... Uh, he sang on one of their other albums. The album... Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm so tired. Okay. But Fragments of Time... I love the whole Daft Punk album. Right. But that one is just, it's so different and it doesn't really sound like Daft Punk, so I appreciate that. Good and on. So that's my number nine album of, or number nine song of the year. Okay. Number eight. This again was a tough one. It's Arcade Fire. Nice. So I had to choose which of the Arcade Fire songs. And okay. We'll get to Are that. Are you going to say Reflector? No, not Reflector. Okay. This one stood out for me uh, when they did like their live concert on SNL. It's called which we, one? we Exist. It's the one that kind of sounds almost like Michael Jackson's uh, Bad, the Dune, 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 Dune. That one I've been in love with ever since it came out. Okay. So I really like that. That's my favorite song from their album. We'll talk about the album because it's on my top 10 albums. We'll talk about Arcade Fire because I know what what you want to say about that. Number seven for me of favorite songs of the year (laughs) is Empire of the Sun with Concert Pitch. I was really excited by this album, Empire of the Suns. They kind of sound like a little bit of like Daft Punky, or it's just like electronic uh, pop rock, kind Definitely. of like uh, Justice or whatever. Like they mm-hmm. sound like them. But I really love that album. So again, it was like which of my which of their songs do I pick as like a top song? For sure. So Concert Pitch is like a really upbeat, fun, uh, energetic song. And I was like, should I play a bit of each one of these songs? I probably won't because. It'll take too much time. Yeah. I, I will play a segment of my favorite song of the year, and then we can play a segment of your For favorite sure. song maybe. But check these guys out. Just go to YouTube or iTunes, mm-hmm. and you can hear them uh, and tell me what you guys think. So that's number seven for me. Okay. Number six is a song that might be my favorite song right now. It's a newer song, but definitely, even if it came out in January, it would be my f- top favorite. ten. Okay. So it goes by actor, rapper, comedian Childish Gambino dun, dun. with World Star. Okay, why? World Star, out of all, again, I, ha- I would have had to pick one of his songs from his album. Mm-hmm. I really like his new album. World Star is like a really cool um, song. I like the beat. I like it's more like, it sounds like almost like a southern headbanging song. It's a little bit slow. Right. Uh, it's got some pretty funny lyrics to it. Okay. He cuts in like people like talking and fighting. Because World Star, do you remember what World Star is, the website? No. Remember when people get into fights, they record it, and people yell, World Star! Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about And then they post it on World Star Hip Hop. So that's what the song's based on. 
And then uh, halfway through the song, before it ends, it turns into like a two-minute jazz instrumental. <laughs> okay. So it goes from like rap yeah. to people talking to jazz instrumental. You don't feel like his album was a little self-indulgent? No. Well, I don't know if we should save it because he may or may not have made my top ten albums. Okay. So I don't know if we, should, we want to talk about no, it No, no, no. We can wait it out. Okay. We'll wait for that. Number five. This was a tough one. This originally was number two or three, but I bumped it down to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's one of your favorite songs this year. Macklemore can't hold us. Yeah, such a good song. Which I still can't believe it's only came out this year because now I feel like it's been out forever. Well, I think their album technically came out in like 2012, right? But this song was released. Yeah, I only heard it this year, so I'll mm-hmm. count that. I mean, how many times have we been in the car, like on the way to your parents' place, singing yeah. the song? Mm-hmm. I would love to do this song for hip hop karaoke. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of tough because he raps a lot and really fast, right? But it's definitely my favorite song on the album. I haven't gotten tired of it for sure. Uh, I know it's just like a lot of fun. It gets the party going. Like it's definitely going to be on our party playlist for your definitely. birthday. And so that was number two. Okay. But then when I just remember what number two was today. So oh, that's what, I'll get to that in a second. So that's number five. Number four. Again, I had to pick their favorite song from the album is Haim. Mm-hmm. The Wire. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The Wire. I was going to pick Don't Save Me because that's my favorite song on the album. Right. But that song came out last, last year. year. I remember listening to it last year. This wa- The mm-hmm. Wire came out this year. Which is actually a really funny video if you mm-hmm. watch the video as well. Yeah, check out the video. They have one of the guys from the Lonely Island mm-hmm. and a couple other, I think, celebrity cameos yeah. maybe. So that's number four. Number three, you'll probably disagree because I know you like his other song better. Duh. Kanye West, New Slaves. I like Black Skinheads. Black Skinheads. Except the video freaks me out. You just saw it for the first time the other day. Yeah, I don't, which is so weird because I'm like, I work in a, on a music channel, mm-hmm. but I don't watch a lot of music videos. Also, because I don't spend a lot of time on like YouTube or Vivo. Yeah. And by the time we come home, I don't watch Ox, mm-hmm. so I don't see video flow as much. So I recently just saw the video to Black Skinheads. Yeah. And it is the trippiest thing. It's weird. It's weird. And like, watch it, see it for yourself. Kanye is kind of like, he's been like, Kind of made into like it's, like, um, it's a bit of an animate, like isn't it kind of animated or it's I, animated like a video game, yeah, kind of thing. So. But he's shirtless and he has like a weird stomach, like his stomach's all muffed up and and he turns into like a dog as he, per usual. And he has like really long arms, like gorilla arms yeah. or something. But I I love that song too. It's my second favorite song by him. But New Slaves, it's just I like the beat, mm-hmm. like as energetic as Black Skinheads is. Like that yeah. one's like to a ten. Yeah, I like New Slaves. It's just the beat alone when it. When it starts, yeah. it always just makes me kind of like feel cool about myself. Aww. And he still, it's got some pretty good lyrics, uh, some really gross lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, the beat alone kind of, I love it. Keeps it going. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that's number th- uh, four, three. Wait, hold on. I just realized. I love that you have this written down. You, you're not following your own No, because I have one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I realized I put number one song twice. Ah, okay. So wait, this is top 11 then. <laughs> So that Kanye song was number four. <laughs> okay, so number three. This is falling apart miserably. I know. So okay. This is my top 11 songs of the year. Mm-hmm. Either way, number three is by Holy Ghost. Okay. And their song, Dance a Little Closer. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, it's... A, Dance a little closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really fun song. It's... Um, you know what? I'm going to play snippets of the top three songs. So rather than explaining this song... So much fun. Put it on your party playlist. Let me just play Is that their first album? Second album. Okay. So here, give this a quick list and I'll play a couple seconds and then we'll listen to the next two. And there'll be no big changes. There'll be no 
number two, which originally, number two, remember, was Macklemore Can't Hold Us, until I remember this song, and it did come out this year, mm-hmm. is Wild for the Night, mm. ASAP Rocky. Such Definite a f- requested twice on Friday. Such a favorite song we requested at every bar we went to. <laughs> and it's just It's just such a, it's definitely, well, obviously my favorite rap song of the year is it's number two. So much fun. It just gets the party going. I love the beat to it. It's different. You got like ASAP Rocky rapping. Then you got like the weird like dark, uh, deep voice rapping. Mm-hmm. Then you just have like Skrillex going. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. And like it helps that the music video is pretty cool too. Yeah. They're in Cuba, I think, or something. And it's like an underground party scene as mm-hmm. well. So let's just listen to a couple seconds of Wow for the Night, Fuck Being Polite. Go on. Okay, and I'm going to guess to see if you know who my favorite song is. I'll, I'll tell you who it's by. You can yeah. probably guess. Actually, I won't even tell you. So we're going to see him in concert in January. Number one song of the year. Kendrick? No. No, St. Lucia. St. Lucia. Oops. And what do you think my favorite Elevate. song? Elevate. Elevate, yeah. I think this will be everyone's favorite song of the year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, has St. Lucia in their category or in their music catalog? Mm-hmm. This came out this year, and I remember when we saw him live, that was the first time we heard this song back what in the summer. What concert was that? It was part of North by Northeast. Yeah, okay. And I had heard a bunch of their songs, but I'd never heard Elevate before. Right. And then he played it, and I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. And it's like, for the longest time, I'm like, I just want to hear the studio version, because I could only see like YouTube live versions. For sure. And He's great live, too. They're from South Africa? South Africa, yeah. Uh, he is, and he then his is. band's from, like, New York. Okay, yeah. Like, his voice is phenomenal. I think he just has, like, really great stage presence. And, like, mm-hmm. the video to Elevate, if you check it out, is actually them, like, on a rooftop. Very, like, circa U2 mm-hmm. slash Beatles, I guess. But um, it's just, like, really great energy. And if you see them live, such a great show. Such a good show. It's such, like, a positive, upbeat song. Like, mm-hmm. he produced it himself. Like, he produces for a lot, a lot of other bands. Mm-hmm. Love his voice. Just love. Like, the way he dresses as well. Yeah, he dresses fun. He's, like, the most eccentric person. He probably could be the poster child for, like, metrosexual H&M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, very cool. Should we play a little bit of Elevate, maybe? Let's do it. Cool. This is my favorite song of the year, Elevate by St. Lucia. So some songs that stick out to me from this year that weren't on your list that I actually love based on like just going on Complex or listening on songs of when I go to work when I don't have your podcast to listen to. Um, I really liked uh, Hannah's Hunt, Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay. Cool. It's really funky. Um, Graceless by The National. Okay. Which is a really... Okay, so sometimes I'm a sucker, so when I do see music videos, sometimes I like the song more because the video is really funny. For sure. And I think, like, if Beyonce taught us anything this week by releasing her Mm -hmm. pop sensation surprise album, and it has the huge video component, 
music videos are having a huge resurgence, Definitely. right? And they have now become an integral part of like the music scene again. The national video to Graceless is hilarious because it's just the guys getting wasted. It's a black and white, okay. getting wasted, like popping beer cans, like doing a boat race of them, yeah. and then going into like different scenarios, like wasted essentially, okay. like going on a slip and slide, going into a moon bounce, like jumping into a pool and stuff. And it's just really funny. So I like that one. Awesome. Um, so that's a great song. I did like Reflector. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely I can't remember what other song off. Um, that album I like more. Okay. But I'm not sure on the titles. So there's a different Arcade Fire song. It's like Exists or something. That's the song I said we exist. Oops. Okay. So I like the same song <laughs> yeah. as you. Um, <laughs> doom, 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 yeah. Doom, 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 yeah. Doom, doom, doom. And then definitely, obviously, Hame the Wire. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think from my Polaris days. Yeah. I really like yeah. that, um, whatchamacallit, uh, what is it? Metrics new album. Yeah. Um, Breathing underwater. Yeah, I really like that song. I like some of the songs off Tegan and Sarah's album. Yeah. But not closer. Closer, no. And not the one that they just released. It's another song. Okay. Off. I'm I, horrible at this list. Thing. That's okay. <laughs> right. I I really like that song they just released. I can't remember what it's called now. Too. It's mm -hmm. goodbye, goodbye. I think yeah. goodbye, mm -hmm. goodbye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were tough because I wanted to put them on there too, but I mm -hmm. listened to them so much that I kind of. Mm -hmm. The great thing about, like, say, a St. Lucia for me is I've been listening to that song all year and I haven't gotten tired of it. Yeah, that's like The Wire to yeah. me. I got tired of Closer by Tegan and Sarah. Same. I loved it, but I got tired of it. All these these 10 songs or 11 songs that I talked about, yeah. some of them have been out since January, February. I still listen to them. I'm surprised you didn't put Drake on your list. Well, you know what? The, let's segue. Mm -hmm. Is there any more songs you want to uh, talk about? Not that I can think of offhand, so we can go to the next one. Okay, so instead of talking about favorite albums, I want to talk just about some of my most like disappointed albums albums i was so excited for mm -hmm. drake was definitely one of them that was a horrible like mad props to jimmy from the grassy but, yeah well yeah. yeah my thing is like i'm not the biggest drake fan i like him a lot mm -hmm. i wouldn't say he's my favorite rap <gasps> yeah what's up did kendrick's album come out this year no it came out in november that's why oh yeah, yeah i was like I know. wait a second I know. Try, he would have been, like, Swimming Pools would have been at the yeah. top of the list. Ken, his would have been my favorite album. For sure. We can make an honorable mention because you just got into him big, big this year, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's safe to say that last year he had the best album. Definitely. Best songs. So, yeah. I double-checked that because I'm like, I couldn't remember if it was December or January. Yeah. But it was November. Okay. Yeah. So, having said that, Kendrick Lamar is such a great album. Kind of just, you know, made everyone have to step their game up right. in the rap world. Drake, I like started from the bottom, mm -hmm. but then when I got the album, I'm like, eh, this is just a little too slow and sad for me. <laughs> and like, I like his like, I love his song with Rihanna, the Take Care, the yep. like, I like his upbeat songs. I, I, sure, give you don't us like the, a slow man ballads. Give us your emotional songs. Sure, I understand that's part of who he is, mm -hmm. but give us some like really like fun, dancey songs. I don't know. I just did I, you see the music video? I think ASAP is in the video. Um, it's like a seven-minute yeah. movie trailer. Yeah. That video. For uh, uh, Hold On, We're Going Home. Yeah. I do like that song. Really? Yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a suck. I do like one or two of his songs like mm -hmm. that. What I'm saying is give me that song. and uh, this, That other song he performed on Jimmy Fallon mm -hmm. that I like that's slower. Give me two or three slow songs. I got my... I, I got you. my... Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like two or three of those songs. Yeah. But the... 13 of the 17 songs are like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of, 
I listen. I don't listen to the album anymore. We listen to it making. That's always the test for us. Put an album on when we're making dinner. Yeah. And either yes or no, we yeah. know if we like it. So disappointed with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, MGMT, I was really disappointed with. Mm-hmm. Love those guys. They just keep getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. I love their second album more than their first album. Right. But their new one called MGMT just was didn't do anything too far gone for me too weirdo too like which is art pop. which is sad though because i thought their sophomore album was like hugely experimental and mm-hmm. in a good way exactly that's right? what i appreciate about it so it didn't have like electric feel or, or any songs like that but it was no. still fantastic this one's just like they're trying to be like no we don't want anyone to listen to our music for or, sure like, uh jay-z whatever no. I, I like you like his I, holy grail song i like just, parts of holy grail it depends on what i'm doing yeah right i've always said jay-z was better at putting out singles and making full albums although here's the thing about him is either i love is out like the black album the blueprint one amazing Mm -hmm. but then all of his other albums i like the singles like uh big pimpin whatever whatever song album that's from that's the only song i like on it okay or like blueprint three i like empire state of mind right that's about it right uh just a couple more I was a little bit disappointed with Fits in the Tantrums. Yeah, I'll that lie. album's not growing on me. No, I like their single Out of My League or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't like that song. And now yeah. it's in a Gap commercial or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we. I think we loved their first album so much that this one just did nothing for me. It felt like they sold out to yeah. me, whereas the first album felt more like um, just like organic and motivated and something that I never heard in a while mm, it was like, kind of thing. like motown mixed with yeah. pop mixed with rock like oh this is something yeah. brand new it's kind of like how like rafael sadiq's first album was really good yeah and definitely sounded like he carved out carved out his own space in the motown world yeah but then the second album i did not like Me at neither. all right yeah. it was too self-indulgent for sure and the last one i have on my list for most disappointed albums this year janelle monet's electric lady i think you like Janelle Monet way more than I do because I know I you do. always put a lot of her albums on my iPod. John actually refreshes my iPod all the time, which is actually great. <laughs> I'm responsible for most of the new music you listen to. Definitely. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I can't get behind her sometimes. Yeah. I like her because she reminded me of like the female version of Outkast because mm-hmm. she's from Atlanta and she's worked with like, she used Big Boy's one who discovered her and put her out and all this stuff. Right. I liked her because she was so different from like R&B singers like Beyonce or Lady Gaga, where mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is being weird to be weird, or like Katy Perry dresses up like Lady Gaga now. Right. Janelle Monae just dresses up in like a suit and a bow tie and can sing really well. Yeah. Loved her first album that I was so excited for this new album, mm-hmm. but I just didn't. Didn't I, do just it. Just didn't do it for me. So. Okay. So those are my disappointed albums this year. Let me know what you guys think of disappointed albums. Mm-hmm. I'll let you pick where you want to go next. If you want to do favorite TV shows. Wait a second. What? Did we do Childish Gambino in there? Well, he's may or may not be on my favorite albums. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll save that. We'll one save then. that one. I know we'll have a lot to talk about him. Okay. So do you want to move to TV? You Let's move go to, to TV. Move TV. Do you want to do worst or favorites? Uh, let's do favorites because worst is always more fun. Okay. To be assholes with. So by far my favorite show this year is my all-time favorite show ever. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. We, we won't get into specifics in case people haven't caught up yet. Yeah, Carl's just started. Um, he's now in, I think, season four. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. 
Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler Spo- alert. Yeah, let's just talk about it. <laughs> you, you want to talk about yeah, it? Spoiler okay. alert. If you guys aren't caught up, uh, fast forward like two minutes. Yeah. Okay, spoiler alert. What do you want to talk about? I just think, okay, so in the realm of good writing, I think Breaking Bad hits the mark. They yeah. came full circle. I didn't feel like there was any point of the last episode mm-hmm. that I felt like, no, I'm not being fulfilled. This yeah. storyline is like suffering and I'm just going to like wonder what is going to happen to Jesse or yeah. Walt White or Skylar or um, Flynn or whatever, (laughs) right? Like everyone just, it felt fulfilling. And I think that is a great mark of Vince Gilligan and really great storytelling because there's been so many other series for me where the last episode has been like, no. Lost. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, basically what what I compare it to is it's the Mm anti-Sopranos where Sopranos was so wide open. Even though I like that finale, but they left that to your imagination. Which I think is a cop-out. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, does Tony get killed? Does he go to jail? Yeah. Does he live a happy life? This one, the anti-Sopranos, because they wrapped every single storyline up mm-hmm. without getting too specific. Everything with Walt got wrapped up. Everything with Skyler. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hank. I just said. I know. That's yeah, why I'm just yeah. reiterating it. Right? Everything got wrapped up, mm-hmm. which is what I liked. But yeah. nothing left you like... I, I can go to sleep at night being like, oh, this is done. Yeah. Do you feel like a sense of loss now that it's over, though? I do, yeah, because it was, it was my favorite show. It was so well – I loved how dark it was, but then how they – it was also one of my – one of the funnier shows. Mm-hmm. Skinny Pete and Badger. Badger. Amazing. Even they got wrapped up in the last episode. Totally. And just like the the first episode of the, of the season may have even been my favorite episode, how they went – they literally jumped right into it with oh, Hank yeah. and Walt. Where other shows that would have been like taking six episodes to get For into, sure. in the first forty-five minutes they put everything out, out Definitely. there, and so the next seven episodes were literally like hold on, hold on to your seats because it's going to be crazy. I think the one thing that is like super upsetting though now is like I think I read somewhere that um, what you want to call it, Brian Cranston doesn't want to do series television again. Yeah. After this, so we're never gonna have like I would want to see. Um, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston teamed up again because I do think they're like the best odd couple mm-hmm. scenario and they just play off each other really well. Well, they are doing a uh, spinoff of Better Call Saul and they Vince Gilligan said that there will be cameos most likely mm-hmm. by Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. Nice. So, um, okay, you want to move on to the next show? Yeah. Spoiler alert, over. Go. So what show did we just finish last night? Sons of Anarchy. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Probably my second favorite show of the year. Okay. Uh, wasn't my, I liked their last two seasons better. Mm-hmm. This season was still good. Clearly it was good enough to make the list. Yeah. The finale blew me away. Let's not talk about it because it's still pretty it's still fresh. still pretty fresh. Breaking Bad's been over for a yeah. bit. But the finale kind of, like the last 10 minutes, my jaw dropped for sure. Whereas the finale was a little bit slower in the first 40 minutes, mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy at the end. Definitely. But I think that's still somewhat of an underrated show. Like, I think it's underrated. I mean, I think people now learn who Charlie Hunnam is from Pacific Rim yeah. and stuff like that. People should watch it, though, in Undeclared. Under, oh, for sure. Right? Far better of a show if you liked Freaks, um, Freaks, Freaks and, and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think the one thing, and we spoke about this in our complexity album which people seem to love about television and all things pop culture is that mainstream writing now has gotten so violent and gory that i actually what sons did this year was like just step up the level Mm. of intense violence for sure but it was almost like poetic intense violence like it didn't seem 
Uh, it wasn't like oh. they were doing it for the sake of just being like shocking. No, it was like it wasn't overtly graphic like something like the following was. I thought mm. it was done in a different way, so that this season finale just felt almost more gut wrenching. For sure, right? So I thought it was really great. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, you said I couldn't say anything more than that. Mm-hmm. My next three shows are all comedies. Okay. Uh, you watched two. You got me into one of them. I got you into one of them, and the other one I just watched. Go. So the one I just got you into, which you kind of already knew, was Community. Yeah. Um, season four was the one that just happened. You haven't watched it yet, but ever since Thirty Rock ended, I've been looking for like a new favorite comedy. Yeah. And Community, I I watched the whole all four seasons this year. <laughs> yeah. And now we're doing that with you. Yeah, like I definitely watch um, episodes of Community on like the Comedy Network in the morning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's on, it's like strand on Community or on the Comedy Network or. Um, on city, yeah. and so I've seen bits and pieces, but I'm like, ah, oh, man, like I really should watch this. If nothing else, mm-hmm. it's just like you identify with that show so much, like you yeah. love. Um, a lot of this podcast are based on episodes because they do normal ones and then like weirdo ones where it's like paintball yeah. out of nowhere or like zombie episodes. For so sure. I'm like, well, every like few episodes, I want to do something where you just don't expect it. So. Yeah, I think Dan Harmon is like a really great creator, mm-hmm. and I think the same way they treat community is the same reason why I love Scrubs yeah. so much, and I love the way you got me into Scrubs, because for a 30-minute com- um, comedy show, it's like they go everywhere, mm-hmm. right? But there's like a serious aspect and like serious arcs, and then they go off yeah. into like the netherworld and stuff, which is yeah. really cool. And yeah, I love their characters, like Jeff He's, I, I love um, Joel McHale. Like, he's a really good actor, mm-hmm. and he does serious with comedy really well. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Abed, I think Danny Danny Pudi. Pudi, he's really great because in the show he's almost like autistic, I guess, or something. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, he's like OCD, OCD, whatever. Yeah. Just like really kind of socially awkward. awkward. But in real life, he's almost like Jeff Wing. He's almost like Joel McHale's character. Yeah. He's like really outgoing and mm-hmm. and uh, you have a crush on. And Allison. I like Allison Brie. So. Yeah. <laughs> The next show that I love this year that you got me into, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm going to say? The Mindy Project. Which gives community a run for the, for its money for my favorite comedy on TV right mm-hmm. now. I didn't watch all of season one. Again, you don't I, need to. I watched parts of it when you would watch it. Yeah. But then I, I've watched every episode of season two. Yeah. And it's blowing me away. It's just like it's so, so funny. It's so funny. And I think that – um, so – I watched it just because it's like I loved the character of Kelly Kapoor, mm-hmm. The Office. I also think Mindy Kaling, just knowing her bio story, is really cool. Like the fact that she's like, um, she used to write a lot of the episodes of The Office yeah. with like BJ Novak and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then just like her background. When the Mindy Project came out, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy into the show anyway. Yeah. The first season was okay. The mm-hmm. second season, they hit such a great stride mm-hmm. in the ensemble cast is like perfect now and i love like, like danny Danny's, he's like the yeah. ser- he's almost like he's just like the serious italian guy but he's really fun like the episode when he's like all his nude pictures yeah <laughs> it's just he plays such a good straight guy he's awesome and then i like the new doctor with the pete. beard pete yeah. he's like the over the top yeah uh, comic relief guy i just think they just work so well together and i love what i love about um, the Mindy Project's writing. Not only do people say that you and I are very much like we could be Danny mm-hmm. and Mindy. Yeah. Um, is the fact that it's the stuff that you would say naturally to your friends mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's what the script is. It's not like super out of this world. It's just all the shit you say under your breath to people mm-hmm. actually comes out of the faces of these like actors and characters. I like it too. The one thing like I love like Mindy Kaling too. I like mm-hmm. 
she's really a great writer, actress, all this kind of stuff. I like her character because it kind of reminds me of you and the and the fact that <laughs> she's like really successful. Uh, 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 Brown really, girl. No, not that. No, <laughs> really successful worker who's like great at her job, but yeah. then you're still just like really uh, fun and outgoing, <laughs> yeah. and you can kind of like she's a doctor, but she can talk to patients, but yeah. she can also like be really fun and have like all these cool <laughs> sides to her. Didn't you say that like the last episode she stole that from me where she was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, she was like some. I can't even say what she said because we can't say what you said. Yeah. But she basically stole a line that you say. I do, I do feel like my life is maybe becoming that series. If anyone wants to know about that, come find me in person. <laughs> that that made me laugh so much. Um. So yeah, that shows like it's doing really well. Follow Mindy Kaling on Instagram because she has some of the funniest pictures. Actually. Cool. Yeah. And a person who was on the Mindy Project, who's actually currently on Mindy Project, mm-hmm. is on another show I love right now. Mm-hmm. Is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So the guy she just made out with, the uh, lawyer, yeah, uh, Cliff. Cliff, he plays Dennis on Philadelphia. But I only started watching it sunny in Philadelphia because I had to do a promo for it this year, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what it was about. I knew like Danny DeVito was on it, yeah, but it's just a really funny look at like really narcissistic people, and like <laughs> it's almost like Seinfeld in the fact where like everyone's just kind of out for themselves, yeah. But they get into these ridiculous situations mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that they can get away with. Yeah. Like it made me really like uh, Charlie Day. Yeah. Because I, I, we've been seeing all these movies like he was in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. He was in that movie with Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. Oh, Going the Distance. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I want to go back and watch these movies now yeah. that I like who yeah. he is. So that's one of my favorite ones. And then my favorite probably other favorite show that we got into this year was Catfish. Oh my that, god, that was, it's so good. That swept the club 605. So good. It was just, I think I got you and I watched the first season. Yeah, then, then we watched the movie watched with the Ferris. Movie. And I think you were just kind of, I maybe told you about a couple episodes. Yeah. Like, That's cr- I told you about like some ghetto episodes. It, that shows, okay, so I like, the way I bonded with my new creative director, Sam, who's amazing, is our love for Catfish. It is equally the most stressful reality show ever. Yeah. Right? I love Max as a person. Yeah who's done, like, a great amount of, like, um, cinematography and directing and different productions. Mm-hmm. So he's really great. Neve, right? Um, hey, it's Neve. I'm Neve. He likes to promote himself. Yeah, he's definitely super self-indulgent. Um, he's the hairiest man alive. Yes. And I can't tell if he's being sincere or not sometimes, mm-hmm. but the show stresses me out. Like, the fact that people in 2013 still think, you know, people are going to give them $50,000 and... Yeah you know, find true love and whatever. After seven years of never meeting a person, they're not being swindled. No. It's crazy. I just want to watch it just to see who, yeah, they actually meet up with it. If it's the person they're talking to online or mm-hmm. if it's someone completely different. Like, totally. It's, it's just a show that you got to watch to see. And then if it's not who it, they say they are, it's like, well, who are they? And why yeah, are they doing this? Why would you do this? And for some, like for some things, it's like shits and giggles or whatever, but it's so stressful. Like I missed that show. I needed to come back. Yeah. Okay, let's. You want to go to worst TV shows this year? Yeah. Can you guess what my least favorite show this year was? That also uh, had their series finale. That oh, did he end up becoming? A l- spoiler alert! Lumberjack. Yes. <laughs> Dexter. Dexter is oh. For a time, for the first four seasons, that was my all-time favorite show. Mm-hmm. Dexter peaked that peaked at season four with the Trinity Killer. It should have ended that season. That was like so. Such an unbelievably like great show mm-hmm. or season. I remember I was watching that before you did. Yeah. And it's before we were living together. And after that episode, where spoiler alert, 
Rita got off. Yeah. I remember like I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. And I came over to like hang out with you. I was like, I gotta go sit down for a minute. Aww. <laughs> and then they had pie face on, like yeah. all these other people, and so horrible. This season, like, we're like, like I said, Breaking Bad's first episode. All these things happen. Yeah, Dexter took like ten episodes for one little thing to happen. Like all these things that didn't matter were happening. I think what I hated about Dexter was that there were so many opportunities for the series to go a different way, yeah. aka the better way, mm-hmm. right? And it just it never did it it like you just said it would take 10 episodes for something of importance to happen right when you think a cool character was signing on like evelyn yeah right it was just like okay no now they killed her yeah right? exactly. and then um i think what i hated even more so about the series is that the way it ended it focused on dexter as a lumberjack mm-hmm. but then it concentrated way more on his girlfriend yeah. and her shit problems and i'm like i don't care about you, know, you. she's not rita she's like who yeah gives a shit about it's like her? i don't care about you and the fact that you're gonna trust your kid right like harrison with her yeah. like i don't know i just felt like i read like a ton of blogs and articles about what the creators wanted to do and they're de- definitely defending mm-hmm. the ending to its death it's just to me it felt like it fell apart they had no idea what they wanted to do at all. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of kept going because they had to deliver to showcase. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, Yeah, that sums it up nicely. So next up, a show that used to be one of my favorite comedies, which mm-hmm. we have it backed up on the PVR right now, mm-hmm. Modern Family. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sick of that show. I'm sick of the show. I'm sick of them winning every single award. For what, though? Yeah, I'm sick of, like, not even just them winning. It's like, Best supporting actor is every single person on that show. Yeah. First two seasons were great. Season three, okay. This right. season, I I've stopped caring about them. Kind of. I've stopped caring about them only because, um, I also just find like the, even the actors are not into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I read this crazy article on BuzzFeed, and it was about the LGBT community for television. Yeah. And how some sort of like like the gay character populace for 2013 has significantly dropped versus 2012 and the level of affection between gay characters as well in 2013 has significantly dropped in comparison to 2012 and they used cam and mitchell Mm -hmm. as an example of this and it actually just looks like if you watch the series enough they hate each other now yeah right it's like but they're saying they're getting married but Mm -hmm. it's like they openly just there's no love between them. Yeah. Right. And so like just stuff like that. And like, even like Gloria and, mm-hmm. um, Jay. Jay, it's just like, I just don't believe them as a couple anymore. Or even like Claire, she's always like so angry at Phil. I know. I'm like, Phil's such like a nice, funny guy. Totally. And always like, oh, you're And so I just hate that kind of stuff. And I find like the creator of that show, like whenever he accepts all his 10 awards, yeah. he's so, um, arrogant, arrogant or... about it. Like, oh, thank you. I knew this was gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? So. Okay, and uh, last one we'll talk about, which again we're currently watching the season right now, uh-huh. Homeland. <sighs> again, focusing on Dexter syndrome. Three episodes focus on characters we don't care about. Yep. Uh, spent ten ep- nine episodes without bringing back a certain big character, right. Who I was only interested in. Yeah. Well, I'd spoiler alert. I'm not gonna say, but. Their main character yeah. wasn't in half the episodes. No. And which, I don't, and he was the most interesting character. And they focused one episode on him. And then don't go back for don't four go, episodes. 
I think it was just like most upsetting because season one of Homeland was so strong. Yeah. Right? It was so great. Season two was definitely, it definitely had its moments where it had really great episodes and then like filler episodes. Yeah. And the season finality, finale, I think of season two, people either loved it or they hated it. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a catalyst point to go somewhere. Yeah. Season three, exactly like you said, nothing happened and they'd concentrate on silly characters Mm -hmm. and like silly timelines and i'm like claire danes is actually the ugliest crier in the world and they just perpetually made her cry even more they made saul's character really like 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 a bastard bastard, right and just like it was weird their interaction and stuff and Mm -hmm. i also hate when writing is like Oh, la, la, la. six episodes concentrated on something and then one conversation in a backyard. It's like, mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. And they flipped the switch. And it's like, okay, seriously? That was just, I don't know. It feels like cop-out writing to me. I think I liken it to like Prison Break where the first season of Prison Break and first season of Homeland is so specific. Like the first season of Prison Break could have been a movie. Mm-hmm. Like Homeland could have been a movie about mm-hmm. a CIA agent mm-hmm. and like a military guy who may or may not have been flipped into a terrorist. Right. So season one of Prison Break, they're trying to break out of prison. Right. Great at season. Season two, they've broken out of prison. They're on the run. Yeah. Love that. Season three of Prison Break, they're back <laughs> in another prison. It's like they've run out of things to do. Totally. Homeland, first season's all about, is this guy or a terrorist. terrorist. Season two, okay. Howing, we, watching him yeah. trying to adapt to well, it's like, no, a we, civilian. We know he is a terrorist, so yeah. now we've got him, and it's like we have to go capture him and all yeah. that. Season three, it's like... What? What? what is he a terrorist again? Are we going to yeah. find a new... T- so it's like, I don't know how they can sustain this show. Well, it's weird, they... though, because that show's b- um, based off a series as well. Is it? Or um, a novel. So it's oh. like, why aren't you at least loosely following that novel then? Yeah. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. And then honorable mention, I'm on the fence, it's Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, this season... Slow I'd, start. Slow start. I liked it. I love the finale. It's pretty interesting, but uh, I don't know. It's losing... I'm not. I still like it a lot. Yeah. But I'm not like counting down the days for like the mid season to come back. Right. I still liked it, but uh, I don't know. Buzzfeed also had a really great article about The Walking Dead. Yeah. And just saying that this season felt like really anticlimactic, and the show just goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, the prison. Somebody attacks it. Yeah. They go protect it. Then somebody defies the group, so they have mm-hmm. to get rid of them. Then yeah. it's like they feel attacked, so they go fight war against somebody else. So it's just like the same wheelhouse of events just keeps happening. Yeah, it's true. And so now that they, spoiler alert, killed off somebody yeah. who was like a huge protagonist to the storyline, it's like, why do we care about these people anymore? The same shit just keeps happening. Like, you're never closer to finding out why the zombie apocalypse yeah, is happening. happened. Right? Yeah. So. I agree. Okay. You want to get into some more like personal best of stuff? So, do you uh, want to talk about what was your favorite party of the year? <laughs> or like, yeah. Um, my favorite party, although Friday was all hell of a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think definitely Halloween was really Mine cool. Too. Yeah. Um, Halloween is just funny, and it was like the first time we ever threw a house party here. Mm-hmm. So I think it was pretty legendary. Everyone had a blast. I, you can listen to the podcast. Listen and see to the exactly podcast. Even like the aftermath of it is still hilarious mm-hmm. to me. And um, we said it before, like when other friends who weren't invited reference our party, I think that's a pretty good mark of success. Yeah. Um, Same with me. And then one of the other parties I really enjoyed was your birthday party. 
Okay. I always find you have really good birthday parties because it's like right at the peak of the like start of the summer. summer. Yeah. And so we did a house party and then we all hauled ass to HHK mm-hmm. and you performed N-Words in Paris. Yeah. And it was like phenomenal. And like a lot of our other friends who hadn't performed ever came out and came performed totally on the fly, which was great. Yeah. Favorite party is definitely Halloween. But then I'll ask you, you might have to think about this a little bit more. I'm just kind of putting you on the spot, but was someone calling you? There was a little impromptu break there as your <laughs> mom, mom called, me called three you three times. So <laughs> I think what I was going to say was, um, you can tell me, you can think about this if you have an answer, but uh-huh. what's your favorite moment of 2013? Uh-huh. Mine was, we were just talking about, was when I was performing hip-hop karaoke's N-Words in Paris. Because yeah. it was definitely the best performance I've ever done. Uh-huh. And it was just like one of my the cooler feelings because I knew when I was on stage, uh-huh. I was doing really well. I was having so much fun with it. I could mm-hmm. see and hear like all of our friends just like going, yeah. So cool. Uh, and like, it's just one of those times where I'm like, oh, it's so much fun. I don't want this to end. Yeah. I put a crown on my head. <laughs> I threw it in the crowd, I think, to you. Yeah. And just like afterwards, everyone's, that was so That's good. Cool. And friends great. and strangers. And it's just like, that was such like a fun moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I always encourage people to do this like hip hop karaoke because yeah. it's so much fun. And whether you do great or you do mediocre, yeah. people are always super, super nice to supportive. you. Super supportive. Which is like, really cool about a hip hop community that people are super nice. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's that was like probably my favorite moment. Um. So mine didn't involve an audience or <laughs> rapping, okay. or it did in my head anyway. Yeah. Um. I think it was for me is when I got my promotion. That's what I was gonna say too. Uh. Just because I well did, deserved. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Especially because it was unexpected. Because mm-hmm. I was lobbying for a position I didn't know existed, and nor was it posted, so yeah. I didn't apply for anything. Mm-hmm. So the, when you finally got that feeling and I found out, it was just like the greatest sense of satisfaction and it's just literally been really it's changed my job description yeah. and i think it's like put me in a lot of cooler spaces and i've for sure get, gotten in and had a lot of opportunities i wouldn't have had previous um mm-hmm. and i've learned a lot and you know i've got to work on like campaigns like bmw mm-hmm. polaris um just the stuff we shot last weekend which is really cool and yeah it's just like it's it's pretty inspiring no it's amazing so. just to see how successful you are at such a young age and mm-hmm. just by doing things all the right way yeah like this is why like you you are definitely a role model to your little nephew benjamin yeah. we're doing things the right way <laughs> we're, hard, we're we're hard work yeah. determination mm-hmm. uh sticking to your guns believing in yourself mm-hmm. and just doing the best you can yeah and hard work does pay off and sometimes things don't always happen right away mm-hmm. but i think like you're definitely You've inspired me for all the hard work I try to put um, in, so I appreciate that. Thank you. No, and you've been, like, super supportive, and you always told me. Like, I think that's one cool is when you have, like, the, this is a more, you know, <laughs> kind of mushy moment, but it's really awesome. As I, My voice is cracking. Um, it's really awesome to have, like, a really cool support ring because I definitely don't think I would have been as persistent if I didn't have you in my corner. Same for me and same for most people, I don't. I think. So that was really cool. I just think it's – like, for me, I know as a personal goal, like, it is my birthday next week, and there were definitely benchmarks I wanted to hit in my life before I reached a certain age. And um, for me, it's always been about merit versus longevity mm-hmm. in a career. So I'm glad I could prove my own statistic. Definitely. <laughs> I didn't do a good check mark I um, before like I turn into a next chapter of my life. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, now we're going to get super personal. Whoa. And by personal, I mean this is just me, like, 
you know, in my own ego. Uh-huh. Let's talk about your favorite Live at 605 podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I have a top five. Go. Uh, only one, in, only number two and number one are in the order. Yeah. Like, I was just, again, so happy that it's been such a success and mm-hmm. I've had you do a lot and I've had so many fun people be on the show like mm-hmm. uh, Carl and Beth, your mm-hmm. brother and sister-in-law, my dad, all of our friends, mm-hmm. people in different countries want to come do the show and vice mm-hmm. versa. So just a couple of, like episodes I love, no mm-hmm. particular order. Concert Chaos. Yeah. Definitely, like, both of them are great, but the very first one I did with Sean and Dan yeah. was, that definitely inspired the party podcast, because <laughs> yeah. it showed that you could drink a lot and still be coherent yeah. and do a successful podcast. I remember, I think that may have been one of the funniest ones, because <laughs> I remember, like, just listening to it and how much you laughed at yeah, it. Yeah, I laughed, like, super hard on the subway when I heard it. Like, that's basically been, like, the last 10 years of, like, my two best guy friends mm-hmm. summed up. Like, if you want to know what it's been like, best For friends, sure. whatever. So that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Everyone seemed to like that. Uh, another one I love doing, but I hate doing at the same time, is Late Night at 6.05. Yeah. Those are the talk show episodes. Yeah. I love doing them because, again, it's like a community where it starts, it doesn't have the regular music. It yeah. starts right into like me introing a late night talk show. Right. And I get to do a lot of writing for it and be creative and just it's like an outside the box episode. Okay. And I think it's fun. I think it's been great. I've gotten to bring back Eugene's tribute. <laughs> the only bitch is it takes like six hours to edit and yeah. record and all this stuff. But it actually takes a couple weeks, if, if like a month to put together because I have to write all the jokes. And mm-hmm. but So I like that one. And then I also really liked our Under the Influence episode and our 10 questions for Val and John, the first one. Yeah. Because I remember Under the Influence, that was just such like a crazy episode when we went to go see a concert. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I don't even remember what we talked about. I just remember us being like, just really silly. Why is this? Like, yeah, just I remember when we came home and recorded the rest of yeah, it. I was like, are was we like, freaking stoned? I know. <laughs> yeah. And then the 10 questions for us, I just thought like those are just fun. We found out some stuff about mm. each other, but it was more comical. And for sure. People like those episodes. They're like just random questions. <laughs> but my number two for sure, for sure favorite episode is a combination of relationships, relationships two, and relationships part three. <laughs> My God. It took a long time, guys, but we're here. The very first three <laughs> episodes where we just – I think it's pretty cool the fact that we spent six hours talking about how we Ourselves. got – Ourselves. <laughs> well, it's just like very real. It's not like we sugarcoat anything. We talked about the good, the bad, the ugly, and just like it's – I think it's a, a really interesting. If people want to know how we have so much good chemistry now, yeah. listen to those first three episodes and – yeah. If we can survive Moo Moo Chicks and cat licking, cat licking so cougars. If, if I can survive. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and I'll just say my all-time favorite one, then you can talk about one or two that you really like, is War of the World. So it's This is the End episode, yeah. which is the season one finale. I love that because it's, again, inspired by community slash Pops Malin. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about it before, but I love the War of the Worlds musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, or rock opera that I used to listen to with my dad. Right. And I'm like, I want to do an episode where the first 30 minutes is just me talking, and then out of nowhere, aliens invaded the world. <laughs> and I documented me uh, being captured and running around. and Stuck in the bunker. Stuck in a bunker with Leonard. I sang a song with, with uh, someone named Beth and someone named like Roger or something yeah. like that. And I think it was just like a really cool episode to like show people like you never know what to expect at any given point something like an alien invasion could happen. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just like a fun one. And I just want to also say quickly, 
I appreciate everyone for sticking in and listening to those weirdo episodes. Because I know most people just like straight talking like this. Yeah. But I know there are a few people who really like the weirdo episodes. Yeah. They're usually my favorite ones because they're <laughs> more creative and crazy. Yeah. So thank you guys for putting up. I try to do like a weirdo one, then like a really good one with you and me afterwards sure. so that they can adjust to that. <laughs> but that's me loving myself. Okay. Is there one or two or three that you liked? Yeah, like um, there's definitely like crossover. Like I obviously love all the relationships ones and it, yeah. it does make me happy when people download that one because for whatever reason it's the like, most popular one seems like people identify with our relationships mm-hmm. um and then i loved the concert chaos yeah i really loved the pet peeves episode with you and miranda yes just because that podcast was like the build-up to it was completely unexpected like i was just having tea with miranda yeah and she wanted to kind of get into like the audio podcast realm so i was like oh why don't you just come do one with john and then it was like unscripted like unfiltered and it was hilarious like i think you guys have really great chemistry off each other Mm -hmm. um along the same lines i really love Mine and her, yeah, girl uh, talk, girl talk, girl for ours, yeah, talk uh, episode, just because it was crazy and mm-hmm. for me it was really challenging to do a podcast and actually be able to steer it. You did fantastic, by the way. Um, but the other ones that I love are uh, our Washington one, our Bahamas yeah. one, yeah. Um, just because it's cool when you do a podcast in another city right and what i loved about the dc one over the bahamas one or barbados rather sorry barbados Barbados, um was that we were physically sitting at lincoln memorial really cool and i'm like it was just such a cool vibe to see like you could people watch and it was just Mm -hmm. being in a new setting just kind of changes i think the tonality of a podcast which is cool well there might i definitely in the near future won't say too much i might want to dedicate half a season to being somewhere else oh anyway cool. that's just a little t- you awesome. know spoiler alert or whatever for upcoming season done and now i'll just say my least favorite episode was where in the world is john mallon two least favorite episodes i did yeah. where in the world's john mallon because i basically that was where i just did different segments of me in different places yeah and i recorded that because i had no i didn't have an episode that week so i'm like yeah. i'll record me at tim hortons i'll record <laughs> me on the balcony i'll record me waking up at 7 30 <laughs> But you know what the weird thing was? People really liked that episode. My dad's like, oh, I love that episode. Really? I was like, really? Okay, so here's my thing. And it's like, I will always, and like at my work party, one of my colleagues who loves you to death, Lori, she was asking me about your podcast and like, oh, the 10K thing and everything. Like, that's amazing. iTunes, Podomatic, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, it's really cool. And I'm like, I'll always be supportive of anything you want (laughs) to do. But when you initially told me about the podcast, because I didn't understand what a podcast I think was and like how much... Like, you'd have to invest of your time doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this won't take off. And then it did take off, and I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm clearly going to listen to everything <laughs> that you put out. Yeah. However, that podcast, I did not make it past 10 minutes <laughs> of it. And I definitely like was like, yeah. scrub what the hell is going on. For sure. Um, and then the other podcast I didn't like. Um, I listened to the majority of it, but was the party, party playlist, playlist yeah. only because the last 15 minutes were like, now what song? Oh, this song. Yeah. And this song. <laughs> so I was like, la, 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 That may or may not have me just killing time because I was tired of talking for an hour. I'm like, uh, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> well, I always say to you, I was like, we have so many friends who come over here in general. I was like, 
as opposed to just recording like ones randomly by yourself if you can't think of content just tell one of them mm -hmm. to come over and just do the 10 questions with them well i am oh, that's a good idea. i should do 10 questions with other people mm -hmm. i'm impressed with how many friends have done the podcast because a lot of the people who have done it don't listen to podcasts mm -hmm. like john or dan or uh Mar like, miranda actually, does though. yeah she does yeah. but i'm trying to think i don't know who else like maddie, ashley maddie will will like so i'm impressed that all these people have come on the the show and mm -hmm. people want to come on now like the party play the party podcast i didn't, wasn't even gonna do one yeah people wanted to do they're like we gotta do a podcast so and then he disappeared for two hours i was gone for 40 minutes and i was on a balcony for another 40 <laughs> but okay okay so this i didn't tell you about this but uh i was on facebook and did you ever write notes facebook notes you know, back when writing a Facebook note was popular like five, six years I ago. Did. I think you did because Oh, did I? Oh god. Here's the thing. If if you wanna if you wanna embarrass people, back like five, six years ago when Facebook first started, yeah. people would write notes. What the hell did I write a note about? Well your note was I think it was like you know those questionnaires, like like twenty Tell your story. I'm like, I'm gonna think about this one. Either way, I wrote all these crazy notes okay. and I wrote one note called the Malin Camps. Okay. And it basically it I wrote it on December twentieth, two thousand six at ten oh three PM. Okay. And this was my favorite songs and albums from two thousand six. Oh go, what are they? So I thought maybe I could just read them and we could see like how Okay what's different. So I thought that was kinda of cool. Okay. But either way, people got notes. Like I have all these crazy notes. Do you have my notes? No, I don't have any of your notes. Okay. But so this keep reading. Like I said, I was 21 when this thing came out, so mm -hmm. 2006 is almost over. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Meh, not really, I suppose, but oh well. What you gonna do? Hmm, I suppose I could sum all up my favorite CDs and songs of the year. Heck, why not? John Mallon is a smart character who knows what he likes to do. Music pretty much runs my life, so this is my top 06 music stuff, mm -hmm. and it is in order. So top five CDs of 2006. Number five, You in Reverse by Built to Spill. Ah. They are one of my favorite indie rock groups. Number four, Ever Ready, The Religion by Tech 9 I'm a huge fan of Tech 9 and his new CD is his best one yet. He's an underground artist, but I wish he was bigger. Aww. Well, the podcast has helped me put him out there. Right. The podcast helped me link up with uh, my other favorite rapper, Chris Calico. <laughs> Number three, Stadium Aquarium by the, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They also won an award for worst CD cover, but the double disc is worth it. Number two, Food and Liquor by Lupe Fiasco. Mm -hmm. I got the leak. I got the leaked and real version, and they're both amazing. He deserves to sell more CDs than he will. And the number one album of 2006, mm -hmm. Ganging Up on the Sun by Guster. They're my favorite band, and I couldn't wait for their new CD. Uh, when it came out, it didn't disappoint. It was amazing. Love Guster. Don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my top five albums. That's awesome. Not too surprising. Lupe or uh, 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 Tech Nine and Guster are on there, which definitely would make the list. Yeah. Okay. And here's my top five favorite songs of 2006. Number okay. five, Love Stone slash I think she knows by Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says. JT's new CD is actually really good, and I love uh, Love Stone. I don't think anyone had any beef with that album. No, it was song. like it yeah. made all the people like. Uh, people who weren't NSYNC fans, fans, because yeah. he was like more grown up, mature. Mm -hmm. Number four, Conventional Wisdom by Built to Spill. Mm -hmm. The song is six minutes long with a guitar solo, with a great guitar solo. Number three, a song you like, The Masses by DL Incognito. Yep. Obvious. Never get tired of this song. He's from Ottawa and his new CD is one of my favorites of the year. Number two, No Place to Go by Lupe Fiasco. Mm -hmm. Every one of his songs could be here, but this is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
number one song of 2006. Go. Satellite by Guster. Ooh. That's a Guster song, enough said. It's also <laughs> probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I think so. I think you've always said that to me. Yeah. And then the last part I wrote, there's way more amazing songs and CDs that came out this year, but I only felt like putting up a few. There's some really big CDs coming out in 2007 that I can't wait for. So here are some CDs that will be out next year. The Cool by Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> He's trying to get Pink Floyd on the CD. Happy what? face. Thornley. Mm-hmm. Two exclamation marks. I don't know what the CD's called, but it should be out in February. Is that Tiny Pictures? That was Tiny Pictures. Yeah. And Sum 41, my second favorite group. <laughs> Nerd. Clearly Sum 41's not any of my Anything favorites anymore. anymore. But that was what I was listening to in 2006 when I was 21 years old. Wow. And this is two years before I knew you. Yes, ma'am. As well. Yeah. So. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I guess, okay, so I just went to my notes okay. page, and I didn't know this existed. So oh. this is my notes from March 24th, 2007 at 2 a- What time was yours at? Was that like 10 p.m.? Okay, mine's at 2 a.m. Okay. Um, so my note is called Things to Do When You Can't Sleep. Nice. Um, so I wrote, this thing actually looks pretty funny. So you go to your wall and list the... T- um, I guess it's just like a questionnaire. Yeah. And so it's like, go to your wall and list the last 12 people who have commented you in order if someone has commented twice skip and go to the next commenter skip bands Mm -hmm. so the people (laughs) who have commented on my wall and some of these people are very much still in my life for sure michael kuya's m unit santiago (laughs) danny shmanny mejia shout Um, out to danny for listening to all our podcasts in like one day one day (laughs) Um, Mikey Laz, who we saw on Friday. Who came up to me and said, 605, 605. Definitely. Uh, Kristen Clark, who I actually don't speak to anymore. But shout out to her. I hope she's doing well. Yeah. Pei Chen, who is an amazing... She has like a... She has her own radio show slash podcast Definitely. right now. Pei Chen does. show, I believe. Yep. And she does stuff on The Hour with George Strombo. So check that out. Yeah. Sandy, Tamir, Patricia, Adrian, Miranda, number 10 yeah. um, from Podcast Fame. Samantha Reed and Shannon Da Silva. Okay. Um, Do you want to just read some of these answers, or? Yeah. Um. Have you seen Five and Love? <laughs> There's like a whole bunch of questions yeah. here, and they're all wow. like going back to like different numbers of people. Right. Um. So it's like if you gave number four a hundred dollars tonight, what would they spend it on? So number four on my list of people who I've spoken to was Kristen Clark. Okay. And I said she would spend it on booze. Is that accurate? <laughs> Probably. Cool. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I think that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. It's it's you know it's fun. Go back and see what notes you've written like four or five years ago when we were all just young kids and. Well, it's weird. I just saw another one. It's yeah. like, which one of your friends lives the furthest away? Yeah. And I totally forgot. Miranda lived in Vancouver at one point. Really? Yeah. I didn't know just that. Just briefly. But yeah, Miranda's in the V dot. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's another one. Out of your top 12, which one would you say is the funniest? Mm-hmm. Gotta be my homegirl, Miranda. What? There you go. See, it's like I knew seven years later, she would still be making me laugh. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's fun to look back at old notes. It's yeah. also kind of embarrassing. Oh, completely. The fact that six years ago, Sum yeah. 41 was still my second favorite group. So <laughs> I like it. It makes me laugh that seven years ago, I still say things like homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. And as we took a quick break to order some dinner, <laughs> we are now going to get to everyone's most... We're going to get to the part we're all excited for. I'm still sleepy as I can't form sentences. <laughs> so we got to... 
couple more things, and we're going to end this out for 2013. But let's get into my top 10 favorite albums of the year. And then I'm going to tell a story about me getting into a fight with a fat fuck. <laughs> okay, so let's do this here. Top 10 albums. I'm going to try and skim past this part really quickly so we can, so get, we can get to that story. Okay, well, uh, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about the stuff that jumps out, Got the it. albums that we have opinions about. So number 10, mm-hmm. oddly enough, 10th favorite albums. Number 10 is Stay Trippy by Juicy J. Okay, you're he, alone in this one because I have no knowledge of it. He's the guy that goes, bands will make her dance. I do like bands that. Bands will make her dance. Okay. I actually really like the album, mm-hmm. and he's part of 3-6 Mafia. He's signed with uh, Wiz Khalifa. Uh-huh. He actually had some really big songs this year, and I really enjoyed it, even though it's just like Southern rap. Like I said, I can really only relate to Southern rap yeah. rappers right now. Uh-huh. So I love that album. Number nine, this album came out last year, but I only started listening to it this year. Okay. It's Evil Friends by Portugal the Man. Okay, you're alone on this one too. He's the guy who, his producer's Danger Mouse. Okay. I played oh, you a cool. couple of yeah. his songs. You liked them. Yeah. It sounds kind of like Broken Bells slash Gnarls Barkley. Yes. Because it's got the Danger Mouse yes. production. And I really like the album. Even though it came out last year, I'd never heard of it till this year. Number eight Almost didn't even make the list because initially I didn't quite like it. I know you're probably still on the fence. Go. Yeezus by Kanye West. Yeah, there's like standout songs on there that I like. But the rest of it, I know it's like we said, we're like, oh, we have to listen to it in its entirety like seven times. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's it's still really aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I like two songs that are really aggressive, but then yeah. the rest of them seem like Nothing's like an anthemy song that I loved off like, um, like Watch the Throne and like Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yeah, or College Dropout. Totally. Or, the thing about Kanye Kanye West was every one of his albums that came out became my new favorite album. Mm-hmm. College Dropout, favorite album. Oh, then he put out Late Registration, favorite album. Oh, then he put out Graduation. That's my new favorite album. Mm-hmm. This one, my least favorite Kanye West album is his 808 and Heartbreak. Yeah. This one, Yeezus, is my second least favorite album. Right. I still like it though, but my... Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy is my favorite album by yeah. him. And like the songs I love on this album, I love mm. to death. But the ones I don't like, I don't like at all. Yeah. So he and ha- has everyone seen the Bound to charity? Yeah. With- I know <laughs> you're tired of <laughs> being alone. alone. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the James Franco. Franco, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's number eight. Mm-hmm. Number seven is a guy who's definitely influenced by Kanye West. It's mm. Because of the Internet by Childish Gambino. Yeah. So, okay, here's... Oh. I know um, I played you his album again when we were making dinner. And I asked you to turn it off. Yeah, it was even for me too weirdo. Like, I got really into Childish Gambino at the start of this year. Mm-hmm. And then I cooled off a bit. And then I mm-hmm. found out he had a new album coming out. And mm-hmm. I got really into him again because mm-hmm. I like the songs he put out. Like, World Star 3005. Right. I was getting. I went to go see him in a park. Like I hung out with them this year to go see and listen to his yeah. song in a cold park. So I and I love him on a community because I got yeah. com- all this stuff. I love he's a writer, comedian, mm-hmm. really cool, right? Listen to the album with you making dinner. I'm like, oh, this is really weird. Yeah. I, but I knew I'm like I'm not properly listening to it. Like I'm doing dishes. Yeah. I need to put on my Beats by Dre. And the real test for me if I like an album is my walk to work. Right. That's the 45 minutes where I and? can listen to an album. How do we feel? I like you enough that's number seven. Wow. I, again, he's like Kanye West, where the songs I like, I love to death. Mm-hmm. The songs, some of the songs don't quite hit just yet. They're yeah. a little out there, like, but the, I, I still like it a lot. Here's my thing with them. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing with new artists today 
doing really self-indulgent weirdo albums is that to me i like um what you call glover donald glover as like an actor i think he's really cool i think he is immensely talented for somebody sean batty just sean puff (laughs) batty just texted us he just we he said how was our four parties last night so we hit three of them Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? And he's like, well done. Hitting it hard two nights in a row. Make it four. Make it four. Yeah. yeah. Bands. Pre- bands make or dance? No. Bands make or dance. <laughs> when bands in back in the day, so I'm talking like the Beatles, the Beach Boys, used to do like super weirdo albums, like the White Album for the Beatles or Smiley Smile for the Beach Boys. Yeah. They were in like huge acid trip years, right? And yeah. they had already produced so many influential critically acclaimed commercial hit albums that I felt that they had the platform to go off the rails and do whatever they wanted. And I would like, I love smiley smile and I love the white album. Like I could listen to piggies and vegetables all day long. This guy doing Mm -hmm. a self-indulgent album. How many albums has he had? Uh, two real albums and like two mixtapes. Okay. So it's just like, come on dude. Right. Like this just feels like you're trying to be like all like, like yeah. all out there to be all out there his personality kind of like when i watch some of his interviews and he's like he's like don't call me a rapper he's like i'm not a rapper I'm yeah like, no, you are a rapper you're a rapper who can sing like he's a really he sings really well mm-hmm. but i'm like just you are who you are. you're not a rock star yeah. you're not john lennon i agree with that the thing i do think is cool mm-hmm. he produced every single song on the album no and i think that's hugely admirable like if you listen to other people who try to be like steve-o from jackass was a rapper which is ridiculous Ridic- like he's just one of those guys who he's, he's talented at everything mm-hmm. he does. I just wish like him, his personality, like you said, he is really self-indulgent. And he's mm-hmm. almost just like, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so – why don't people understand who I am? Like yeah. I'm leaving community because I don't – you know, that's not who I am, this and that. It's like – Yeah. But at the same time, that World Star song, I listen to it every single day. Uh. Okay. So as someone else texts us, next up, number six was my most anticipated album of the year. I was so excited when I found out this album was coming out. Mm-hmm. Took a minute for it to grow on me, but now I admit I love the album. It's Random Access Memory by Daft Punk. Yeah. I was I I'm a huge Daft Punk fan. Like I love them to death. Mm-hmm. They're still like that's the one concert I haven't seen that I want to see. Wanted to go see. Remember the April Fools? April Fools there's an April Fools joke saying that they were going on tour with Justice. Yeah. And uh, Chemical Brothers. Chemical Brothers. And we were like, oh, oh my God, God, let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> I was so excited. Like, even like they would only put out a 30 second snippet of that Get Lucky song. Right. And I was like, this is the best 30 seconds I've ever heard. Yeah. Because Pe- they teased it on SNL, right? I, it, they had really cool promotion, SNL. Mm-hmm. People were turning that 30 second into like a 10 minute loop of a song. And like mm-hmm. the 10 minute loop of just that 30 seconds. For was, sure. And I love Get Lucky. I love that album. Mm-hmm. It took a, a little bit of time for it to grow on me. Right. Because I didn't even know what to expect, to be Have honest. Have they released I, any other songs off that album this year? They released um, Lose Yourself to Dance. That's the other song yeah. with Pharrell. And then the song with Julian Casablanca. Yeah. They, they just put out a music video. Strokes, yeah. Check out that music video because he's like a weird mannequin. Cool. You'll like that. So I think this the problem was... I hyped up this album so much for me, mm-hmm. but I still liked it a lot. Okay. So that's not, that's why it's number six and not number one. Gotcha. Number five. Oh, fuck. I fucked up again. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. This is my top 11. Okay. So this is number six. Uh, either way. Okay. okay. ASAP Rocky's uh, so good. Long Live ASAP. Yeah. Wild for the Night, Fucking Problems. I just loved his style of rap. I, I thought he was like yeah. a, a fresh take on everything. 
he would look different. He rapped different. Mm-hmm. He brought it back, like, to New York Harlem rap. Yeah. Songs are all over the place, and Wild for the Night Alone makes this <laughs> top six. I love that album, and I remember, like, even the first time I heard Fucking Problems, mm. I was like, this is amazing. And, like, I love Kendrick. Like, I'm super stoked for the Kanye concert, but I'm equally more People stoked. People ham. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, we should just, like, call Sean and be like, you're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you want to call it? Yeah, I just, I love that video and the energy in it is really fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Okay, number five. This originally was almost going to be top three material, but it's Ice on the Dune by Empire of the Sun. I'm not as big of a fan, so I'm going to let you have this yeah. one. They, these guys, I like their first album. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I think I discovered them. They were on like, Entourage or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was excited for this album, but they're, again, one of those weirdo bands where they dress up crazy. They have kind of face paint. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like Scissor Sisters. That's what they are. Yeah. They sound just like Scissor Sisters. Mm-hmm. But this album... Um, kind of didn't blow me away, but it was a lot better than I thought it was. Okay. And I still listen like the song concert pitch. Yep. I say like eighty percent of that album I love to death. So okay, cool. It was one of those ones that surprised me how much I liked it. So that's why like an album like Daft Punk, I was dying for it to come out. Right. I loved it, but this I I knew I would love that album. Gotcha. This album kind of just blew me away. Like okay, I didn't expect to like it this much. Number four, Reflector. Arcade Fire. <laughs> Go for it. I love Arcade Fire. I think they are great. I just, for me personally, and this is not to say the album is bad, Yeah. I just don't like it as much as I've loved previous albums. And I think the way you and I stack yeah. Arcade Fire albums are different. What's your, give me your so uh, top my, four uh, least favorite to favorite. Least Arcade, favorite? Yeah, so least favorite would probably be Reflector. Okay. Then um, Suburbs. Yeah. Then Funeral. Yeah. Then Neon Bible. Okay. Mine goes least favorite Neon Bible. Yep. And then uh, uh, Funeral. Yeah. And then Reflector. And then Suburbs. suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, so that's, and, yeah. But And that's not to say that I don't like those albums, Yeah. It's like right? saying who's your favorite Beatle, right? Right. You like no, them? I can actually yeah. say I don't like. Ringo? Paul. Oh, Paul. Like Octopus's Garden. Okay. Bite your tongue. Um, what you want to call it? It's just like, yeah, I, I think they're such talented musicians. I'm really happy they hail out of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their musicianship and their stage presence is phenomenal. Like having that show at the Danforth was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I There's just something I finding like music today for a certain bracket of genre of that indie pop rock sound is all starting to sound really diluted in the same. Yeah. And that to me is what reflector is mm-hmm. as opposed to like neon Bible had really distinct songs on there that I love. Like, funeral same thing i love the acoustics on sounding of suburbs yeah so yeah cool i just loved it i think all the songs were really catchy i like that they put out reflectors the first song because mm-hmm. you know when your first single this one's like seven minutes long yeah They're putting out to radio tv the music like, video is really fun music too. video is fun i like the way they rolled out the album the promotion they did snl they did like a live concert after snl mm-hmm. they performed all these new songs with like uh a lot of cool celebrity cameos mm-hmm. And I just think it's a great album overall. Suburbs, just, I think they keep getting catchier. Too. Like some of these songs, like they wouldn't write any of these songs on their first two albums. Like they sound, this album sounds completely different from yeah. Funeral. Funeral. And I do appreciate that all their albums sound different. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's a great album. So Cool. All right, next up, number four is Days Are Gone by Haim. 
aka uh-huh. Haim. Yeah. Here's the problem. Why? Here's why they can't be number one or two. Go. Half the album I'd already heard <laughs> yeah. on their EPs. Definitely. Like Falling, yeah. um, Don't Save Me. All these songs had been out for like two years. Right. And in a world where you can download these songs on iTunes, when you put out a new album, yeah. I want them all new. Like if you put out uh, Falling two years ago right. on an EP on iTunes, you don't need to put it on That's this fair. new album because it's not new. I've heard it. I've downloaded it. Having said that, the new songs, wrote, there's only like six new songs I heard. Mm-hmm. So it didn't necessarily feel... Like a full album, right? But I overall, if I'm judging the whole album with songs like "Don't Save Me," "The Wire," mm-hmm. "Falling," all this, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I equally think um, I love them. I think they're really talented, and she, the, I guess they rotate between singing, like yeah. lead on certain songs, but um, they all kind of have that husky, raspy, dusty Springfield sound, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of reminiscent of like a Fleetwood Mac yeah. in some capacity. But I, I just think they're a really cool sound. They have like a really chill vibe to them too. So they seem like people you'd want to just kick back with and they'd be like, oh, hey, you have a guitar over there. Let me just play you a song. Kind yeah. of, it's super chill. For so sure. I think it's great. But I equally, to your point, when the album came out, I'm like, I've already heard all these songs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just made a switch decision. I just oh. switched number three and number one Go. right now. Whoa. Number three, which was number one up until about 10 seconds ago, mm-hmm. Dynamics by Holy Ghost. Okay. Again, Holy Ghost was kind of like Empire of the Sun, mm-hmm. where I liked, I really liked Holy Ghost's first album. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, I heard it, like one or two singles from their new album. Liked them, they didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. Then I downloaded the album, and I love every single song. Okay. And the reason why they were number one was because they were all brand new songs. Right. Unlike Haim, where I'd heard half the songs. For sure. And it, it's just such a fun, dancey. It's what it's like my hipster music. I like. It's like a mix of rock and dance, dance. and like eighties vibe and all this kind of stuff. Right. Right. So that was number one, but I just switched it with number three. Okay. Okay. So number two, this was very close to being number one, Magpipe and the Dandelion by Avett Brothers. Ooh. Now, I didn't pick one of their songs as a favorite song. Because? Because to me, this is like what an album, this reminded me like say an album from the 70s where I don't just put on one Avett Brothers song from this album. Right. I listen to it from start to finish in its order. It's good. And this was, again, I didn't like their last album, The Carpenter, that much. So I really didn't expect. That's the one with the Aboriginal on the cover, <laughs> Uh, no, that's a different one. Oh, okay. The Carpenter just has like a hammer or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but this one, they record at the same time as The Carpenter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, if they, you know, I didn't like that last one so much. They record right. this at the same time. But every single song on here I love. I think I love it also. Like when I'm doing graphics at work, I listen to it just for the same reason you said. From front to start or from start to end, it's a really good narrative. Mm-hmm. Like every song flows really well into each other. For sure. And now, my number one album, which was number three. <laughs> and the reason why this... I'll talk about why it was number three before I mention who it is. The Go. reason why it was number three was the exact same reason why Haim was number four. Mm-hmm. Where I had heard half of this guy's songs. Mm-hmm. And I heard them on an EP. I heard them live. I'm going to blow your cover. What? So, let's talk about why we like St. Lucia. There you go. <laughs> why? No, no, no. Keep going. No, well... His EP that I just downloaded, which has All Eyes on Me, Before the Dive, September, September all these songs, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I'm like, this is the best, so- the best songs I've heard whenever I heard it last year. So right. good. Then I'm like, oh, okay, this is EP. 
He's working on a new album, full length album that comes out in 2013. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be 13 brand new songs. Right. I think he put out 13 songs, but again, <laughs> half of them were on his EP. Right. And like the new song, like Elevate was a new song. And so I was like, oh, I love this album so much, but I've already heard half the songs. Right. Having said that, all the new songs, again, I love to death. The reason I made it number one was if I'm thinking best album, even though I've heard these some of these songs before, mm-hmm. I like it better than Holy Ghost as an album. I like it better than Ava Brother. I like it better than the Arcade Fire album. So yeah. I was definitely going to say I did not think Holy Ghost was your number one. It surprised me again just how much I liked it. Yeah. Where I listen to it all the time still. Yeah, but you reference St. Lucia all the time. And you actually feel like you found them. I did. I know. So. Exactly. So that's why it's my number one album. Every song on it is a 10. Yeah. Songs I've heard before. The new song's fantastic. Yeah. And... If you haven't heard them, they sound a little like even though John's had them as like the band um, of the week. Band of the week, uh, it's kind of like Morrissey esque, I guess. Check it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just it's like '80s new wave pop. Great voice, cool instrumentals, and everything. And let's end the year with probably the best story I've yet to tell. I've been waiting over a year to tell this story. Here's my thing is. There's stories. N- stories. Okay, this is Was It Worth the Hassle. Last Was It Worth the Hassle of the Year. There's no such thing as bad publicity. You know when it's like um, when people are like profiling Coney 2012. It's like, well, should we give this guy recognition? Like I know it's like the greater good is to expose him and all the bad things he's done. But I'm like, you're still um, showing this guy in a certain light. And, right. And it's like it's being exploited. Exploited. And it's like – you. It's almost like you're not making him a rock star, but it's just some people will float, gravitate to him, whatever. Mm-hmm. This one story, it just... That spans over two occasions. Two occasions. I'm the worst person for knowing this one person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be extremely vague about where I met him and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I guess let's just get into it. Yeah. And it's more comical now, but... Still irritates you with the exact same amount of disdain. Which is one of the reasons why I don't want, I don't like talking about it, but it's Mm -hmm. a good story. So last year we went to a friend's uh, birthday. Mm -hmm. It was a barbecue, a family barbecue. Not going to say who it was. Oh, why not? Uh, No, because then I don't want, I just don't want to keep things vague. Okay. Went to a family barbecue with some really good friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was in a nice park. Uh, lots of people came out to it. It was over the long weekend, long which weekend. is noted because you were on call for work. Yeah, so we're having fun. We're eating burgers, mm-hmm. having cake, celebrating with one of our close friends. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Unfortunately, I got an email saying I had to go into work mm-hmm. because it's like a really busy time of the year where we're doing sales tape, and I had to go in and do some stuff. Mm-hmm. No problem. That's fine. We got to hang out at that one barbecue for maybe a couple hours, I think. Mm-hmm. So... We ended up getting a drive to my work. Mm-hmm. You went home for a bit or something, and then yeah. you came back to meet me. Mm-hmm. And I was really busy at work, and I was just kind of tired from like doing the one barbecue. And then we were at, I was at work for a few hours. We had another house party to go to. Yeah. Won't say where. Where, but we weren't gonna go because I was at work somewhat late and I was tired. And, and we were on one end of town for the first barbecue. And then all came, the way on yeah, the other side. Came downtown for work and then we had to go to the other end of the town yeah. for this next thing. How did we even get there? Took a subway. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either way, we're like, let's be good friends and go anyway. So we mm-hmm. go to this next house party mm-hmm. that had started four or five hours before we got there. Yeah. 
So a lot of people had already been drinking and yeah. were drunk and this and that. We didn't drink anything at the first party because I knew I had to come to work probably. Yeah. And, and I, it was in the afternoon. And it was in the afternoon. Yeah. Either way, we get to this uh, house party mm-hmm. and open the door. And as soon as we open the door, people were like, oh, my God, Val, you're here, this and that. Also, note the timeline. Is this party, these parties were right before your sister's wedding. Oh, yes. They were about a week before my sister's wedding. And that comes into uh, the story a little bit later on. Yeah. So I walk in, all of a sudden, I see this one guy mm-hmm. who looks like a piece of shit from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> and basically, he just yells, where's Valerie Gomez? Who's the, Is that that Valerie Gomez? Where's Valerie Gomez? Just yells your name. Yeah, I have never seen this person in my life. Me neither. I'd heard stories. I'm not going to tell what stories I so heard. So I feel like I hadn't heard stories. I heard stories, mm-hmm. so I just kind of knew what to expect from this person. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. Clearly, he was in- extremely intoxicated. Mm-hmm. As he like ran over to you, he's like, oh my god, he's like, I've been stalking you on Facebook, like mm-hmm. intense eyes. He's like, yeah. oh, he's like, by the end of the night, you know, you're gonna be leaving with me tonight and stuff like this, yeah. right? Just correct me if I'm wrong. No, or... no, no, I, I'm just like equally annoyed. Okay, and then he com- funny. comes up to me and uh, he's like, oh, hey, bro, he's. Uh, uh, I don't. I think maybe he knew we were dating. Yeah, he clearly knew we were dating. Yeah. he started like stalking you. you yeah. and, and so he's just like, "Hey, bro." He's like, "We don't have a." And first of all, I hate when people just call me bro. So <laughs> like, I'm not your bro, bro. He's like, "Hey, bro, I don't have a problem with you, but I will at the end of the night when I take your girl from you." Right. And I'm like, okay, clearly some fat fuck drunk asshole is going to steal you away from me. Yeah. Yes, I am very nervous of this. <laughs> and either way, so he just kept being like, he would get right into my face. And yeah. basically, like, try to intimidate me and just be like, he's like, oh, so fuck you. He's like, yeah. I get- so, I, okay, so hold on. So I, then yeah. the other part of the story is, is he's like, yeah, he's, like, all drunk in John's face. But then he's also, like, up in my face. But he was also getting, like, really handsy. Well, right? he was grabbing all the girls' butts and boobs. Yeah. Grabbing- Luckily, he did not touch mine because I think yeah. I would have clocked him. I, I right? Because I was, like, far too sober and I would yeah. never actually be like, ha, 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 so, about something like that. But, like, yeah. all of our other friends had got there, too, like, who were equally sober at yeah. some to some degree. And half the party was, like, irritated with him. Mm-hmm. And then half the party was just drunk and yeah. okay with it. Either way, I'm watching him going around slapping people's asses, uh, getting to everyone's faces, like guys' faces, and no one was doing anything. They were kind of like pointing out, like, oh, that's just how he is. You know, mm-hmm. Don't worry, he's harmless. Enablers. Enablers. And I'm like, do you not see how half the people here are really fed up? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I'm like, all I know is if he did touch you, I was going to clock him. Yeah. Having said that, he's a lot larger than I am. <laughs> Uh, sit on you. <laughs> you can sit on me. <laughs> These are the kind of men I draw in. <laughs> Found out talking to one of my other friends that he was offering people cocaine, so he was all coked out and really drunk. Mm-hmm. At one point, I saw you were inside, and he was inside, and you guys were like by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well because I just don't trust him that he's not going to start like attacking you or whatever yeah. it is. Either way, I walked in, walked in on him being saying some extremely insulting things to you. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say what they were. Mm-hmm. But things that just really crossed the line for me at, already. Yeah. So just the most insulting things he could say, he's saying to you. Mm-hmm. They're like vulgar. Vul- vulgar, just awful things. Mm-hmm. And then he just, again, he was saying, he's like, hey, fuck you, bro. He's like, I'm taking your girl by the end of the night. Fuck mm-hmm. you. And that's when I said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm worried that some fat fuck like you who's <laughs> drunk and coked out is going to steal my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really worried that this fat fuck. 
John I, is actually yeah. Sadie Sakes. And if you guys know, like, you, I feel like people know John now, right? Like, your demeanor. We said that you barely ever get sudden yeah. bursts of frustration. Mm-hmm. This was one, right? This like, was the angriest I've ever been because of how insulting he was to yeah. you, how he was treating everyone else. Yeah. And you were the only one saying things. Like, I, nobody else was, like, was. standing up to him. Not a single person said anything to him. They let him get away with this. Mm-hmm. So after this point, I say that to him. I'm telling him the fuck off. He says, like, he's saying, like, fuck you to me. Mm-hmm. Gets right in my face and starts, like, shoves me. Starts grab- punching my arm. Mm-hmm. Doing all these things. And I was very close to being like, you know what? Sometimes a man's just got to get into a fight and just... <laughs> at, at your friend's house. Yeah. So either way, it was just like... One of those things where nobody was saying anything. We really wanted to be respectful of the house that we were in. And yeah, it was just like you, everybody was getting irritated though. Like Irritated, no one was doing anything. And then he was spitting on like the deck we were on. Everyone was in their bare feet, He's spitting on the deck. At one point, someone accidentally stepped on his foot because he was barefoot. And he basically started crying like, how dare you step on my foot? And I was like, I think I went up to him like, oh yeah, you fucking pussy. Well, yeah. Someone steps on your foot now, you can't take it, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And like people were like, he was, we were this close to getting into like an actual fist fight yeah i was weighing my options so i was like okay well, we all sorry i was weighing my options i'm like what's gonna happen is i can either punch him in the face mm-hmm. this guy who's a lot bigger than me and only could, in girth gir- yeah. not in size and just like hoping that like, one punch will knock him out because i'm like if i don't knock him out with one punch mm-hmm. he's gonna sit on me because he's all coked out and it's either going to be like one punch, you're done, or it's going to be like really bad. But you also were like, okay, there's enough of us here who we would all defend you. Like there was yeah. like some other of our like bigger friends were there too. The other problem was the two things that made me stop. One was my sister's wedding was the next week, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't go MC a wedding with a black eye and like <laughs> knocked out teeth. Yeah. And the third, the second thing was I didn't want someone to record it and then yell world star <laughs> and then put on like a world star hip hop so that yeah. I, there's like me getting into this big fight. Yeah. So either way, I kind of refrained. I kind of, I somewhat took the higher road, not at the same time by yeah. like, if he said something to me, I was saying stuff back. Like I was equally yeah. getting to his, he could have just punched me at any time. For sure. Cause I was saying, I was just letting him have it. Yeah. Kind of, like all these things, just whatever. And he was like punching me in the arm and pushing me and like getting right in my face yeah. and like spitting like not spitting in my face but talking spitting yeah so i just took every opportunity i could to just like verbally assault him yeah. back and be like because like no one was doing anything either way so that happened and i'm like well if there's ever going to be another party with that guy there i'm just not, not gonna, gonna go. go fast forward six months later go to another party that he's at mm-hmm. and both kind of keeping our distance i guess yeah uh, and then one point he walked by me and put his shoulder into me walking by me i was like okay fair enough <laughs> I wasn't going to do anything. I know. Until he put his shoulder into me. Yeah. And so we were getting ready to leave this one party to go to another party. <laughs> and we're all trying to figure out who to get in the cabs. And I noticed this guy was standing behind me. <laughs> so when people were like, okay, who's going to ride with who? I said, I'll ride with anyone as long as they're not fat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple drinks this night. <laughs> so clearly it's like the insults of like a seven-year-old. <laughs> and then he turned around and he's like, you're talking about me? I was like, you're damn right I'm talking about you, fatty. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, at least I don't have an eight-year-old's haircut. I was like, ooh, them fighting words. <laughs> this is, like, ridiculous. Like, I'm just, okay, so I was, like, pretty tossed that day, too. And I'm just, like, watching this happen again. I'm like, oh, my God, can we all just, like, leave here? Like, yeah. I'm just sick of dealing with this guy in mm-hmm. general. And so- especially because of, like, if somebody lays a hand on you, I'm 
definitely getting in there. Like, I'm definitely not one to be like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that happened. Then people kind of, like, pushed, like, grabbed us away from each other. Yeah. So, like, okay, whatever. We're leaving. I'm like, I had to say something. I fucking put his arm into me. And, yeah. And then anyways, I'm like, okay, I just got to go to the washroom before we leave. Mm-hmm. Idiot that I am. I went to a washroom with a party full of people. One washroom. Yeah. And the door's locked. I'm waiting for it. And then when the door opens, who's inside the washroom? Best buddy. Best buddy. But he's in there with two other guys. Yeah. Clearly doing Cocaine. some some kind of drug. Yeah. Excuse me. I just burped. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I had that moment where I was like, fuck. I thought what was going to happen was he was going to grab me, mm-hmm. pull me into the bathroom, lock the door, and just pound my face. No. Why wouldn't he? He's fucking That's drugged true. out of his mind. Yeah. We've just been insulting each other. Yeah. So that's why I was worried it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Luckily, so what he said, he's like, oh, I pissed on the seat for you. <laughs> My response was, I was like, oh, that sucks. Well, you just learned how to be potty trained. <laughs> we're going to go back to diapers for you. <laughs> One of our other friends was there and pulled me away. And that was the last of that interaction. Because if I kept going, he would have pulled me into yeah. the bathroom and we would just started pounding me. Or You, you would have kicked his ass too. You would have at least put up a fight. Yeah, but people who are coked out don't really feel yeah, things. There's so no, yeah. it does, either way, it's just... All it takes is one punch for anyone. That's true. For something bad to happen. And I'm like, I'm not a fighting person. No. I don't get mad. I don't get in people's faces. Mm-hmm. But it's just. He was being a dick. Dick. Yeah. And more of a dick than just like people are dicks, whatever. But the way that he was just uh, her, like physically, sexually harassing people. Yeah. And just insult. The, just the insults he was saying to you. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. The one thing at the first party, too. He was just like, uh, he's like, yo, bro, what's your girlfriend's name again? I'm like, didn't you just yell at 10 minutes? He's like, oh, no, yo, bro, give me your girlfriend's name again. But either way, that's the story. Mm-hmm. Didn't get into a fight. Somewhat took the higher ground until the mm-hmm. second time when I said, no, I'm not riding with no fatties. And <laughs> that's, I don't know. I mean, I kind of sugarcoated some stuff maybe You definitely a sugarcoated bit. the story for the save, like to save face, I guess, with friends. Oh, whatever. But either way, I definitely think this was such like a pinnacle moment in your life mm-hmm. you took the higher ground just one of those things it just for me it was like one of those turning points where it's like i can let things go sometimes but sometimes you just have to stand up for what's right for yourself and other people oh and i completely I, agree and it's just like if other people were kind of standing up against them too mm-hmm. it would have been one thing but the fact that people were just like okay with the stuff yeah that's what made me upset the most was people were letting them get away with all the stuff and i'm like He's being so mean and disrespectful to mm-hmm. everyone in this place. But nobody's saying anything. And, he's, and he was threatening to beat up people. He was threatening girls. He was threatening mm-hmm. guys. Just And people were like laughing it off. I think this is why you and I are good together. It's because we do always try and like stand up for things that yeah. we like truly are passionate about. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm like I don't condone fighting in any capacity, yeah. the fact that if you could just clock this guy out, I would totally be okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but Either way, I didn't. I haven't seen him since. Yet. Don't plan on... Well, hopefully I never have to see him again. Right. Uh, We have come close to it being a year. That's true. Well, I think I'll be okay without having to see him again. (laughs) And if I do, I'll just turn the other way. And if anything, I'll just be the bigger man and go have a snack somewhere else. (laughs) And on that positive note... Done. I think that is a good way to end 2013, the Uh first year of Live at 605. Loving it. I once again just want to thank every single, each and one of you, friends, families, and frenemies for downloading and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone who's been on the show. Right. From friends to family. Uh, thank you so much for doing half the episodes <laughs> and being willing to talk about 
us getting together and oh, of course and share some fun personal stories and definitely and now that i'm not going back to school we'll have more time to do more intricate podcasts mm-hmm. and i hope you guys really liked this episode and just this whole season and uh i like it when you guys tweet me and facebook me it's great to see all the random people who kind of support and tell me how much mm-hmm. they like the show so mm-hmm. again uh for 2013 thanks you so much coming back even stronger 2014 with probably i guess another 35 episodes will probably work mm-hmm. out too so mm-hmm. hopefully we can get to 20 plus thousand next year definitely uh is there anything you want to say before we sign off oh uh just that yeah just definitely keep tabs on the goings-on of john and 605 it's not going to be a vacant break there will definitely be some pop-ups and teaser things coming around the corner so be prepared for that and hope everyone has a safe and happy rest of 2013 exactly yeah happy holidays to everybody mm. and we'll see you in the new year Dunzo. and as always if you make it this far into the podcast that's val's cue to leave i'd like to reward you with my band of the week and my band of the week this week is the band that i'm most excited for their album to come out next year and it is broken bells Broken Bells is James Mercer, lead singer of The Shins, and Danger Mouse from Gnarls Barkley fame. They have a new album coming out called uh, next year called After the Disco, and they just put out their song, After the Disco, and I've been in love with it for the last three or four days, listened to it probably about 40 times already. So I want to end this year's podcast with my most anticipated album of the next few months. So everyone give a listen to After the Disco by Broken Bells. So like I said, many ways to get in contact with me, facebook.com slash live605, Twitter, I'm at Malencamp, live605.podomatic.com, hit the PayPal button, and email me, live605 at gmail.com, and send us your questions, comments, concerns, let us know what you want us to talk about next year. And that's all I got to say, I'm tired of talking for the last 35 episodes, I'm going to go have some eggnog, and I'm your podcaster, John, someone just texted me, Be easy. Out of the